welcome to the POC podcast. We, the POC of the POC, are here to unpack everything culture because culture can literally be anything. Anything. And if you've been listening, it is running the gamut. So, yes, really. You know. <laughs> and this episode is no different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue on with just talking about whatever the heck we want to. What? But with some some segments that we have discovered, yeah, we, we, it's about we've been discovering. We're growing. We're growing. Grow. We're leaving a lot of wiggle room for accountability. Here. There you go. Okay. All right. There we go. All right. So we jump into the recap. So last week we talked about one hit wonders. Yeah. In music and in TV. Mm-hmm. That we liked or didn't or didn't like. Yeah. Or whatnot. Uh, it was pointed out to me by my husband that a lot of my one-hit wonders were uh, very much very white people music. Well, um, <laughs> listen. So I wanted to point that out because we're going to be talking about music again today, mm-hmm. just to give you guys the background. Right. Alrighty. Here we go. My love affair with hip hop and, and R and B and all of that. I mean, it extended to where I was growing up, but I also grew up in a very white. White. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're just a product <laughs> of the environment at the time. <laughs> Your environment has evolved right, since, right. and you know your palate has been um, challenged. Exactly. Yeah. So there's just been a lot more fusions. Yeah. You know. So I think that was man. I really said that nicely. Yes, you did. Your palate has been <laughs> there you go. Very nicely done. Yes, Very grad nice school words. Yes. Grad school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how was your week, Shay? That was cool. Um, just trying to you know just trying to make. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing, but yeah, I mean, other than that, nothing, nothing too crazy. I don't okay. think happened. No, no, so, just I mean, just life and living in America and so close to the capital. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. And the and the madness. That's the madness that happening. comes from that. Yes. Oh, uh, true. Yeah. What about you? How's your week? Week was good. I mean, work is work is always work. Work is always work. Always doing what it's it's got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it was like it was nice and breezy. I actually took Saturday off, usually go and work out somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it is too damn hot. It is um, hot. <laughs> right. I did do a walk though. I walked the bridge or the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Mm-hmm. I no, we did that and, like the sun was down. No, so. I was gonna say you had to. Because I can't. I can't. It's ridiculous. And it was hot already. Mm-hmm. I was like, why am I soaking wet? And it was like nine thirty. Right. <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. Why? Why? Was crazy. Why is that? Oh, I will say. So I decided to hit uh, my local Planet Fitness. Oh. I am a fan of their $10 membership. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I, since I did work out Saturday, I was going to get a workout in early this morning. Okay. Thought I was going to up my game. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, the abductor and addiction yeah. machines, they're all about crotch. Like, it's just yeah. crotch, crotch exercises. So you can crush a soda can with your thighs. Hey, pretty much. That's what I've always wanted. The machines have always been kind of close to the men's locker room, but they've they've angled it now because there's even more machines and a smaller space. Mm-hmm. So they've had to shift things, and now that adduction machine, which is the one where you have to be full spread eagle yeah. to bring your knees together, right, is like right there by the men's locker room, right, like right there. And I've heard from other people before, like other gyms, mm-hmm. especially Gold's Gym. Shout out that brand name. Mm-hmm. That it's been uncomfortable because you've got girls doing those machines and, and making grunting noises, and right? Stuff. Yeah. And the men's locker room is right there. But you know, I mean, so the machine was still there by the men's locker room. I don't know if it's because of the power of the Me Too mo- movement. I don't know if it's because it's women's time right now. But every single guy that was coming into there or out of there, 
that saw me <laughs> duck their eyes. Like every single one. They were like, hell no. Right. I'm not trying to lose my life. Right. Not- there was no eye contact. There was no like jeering. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to deal with anybody trying to roll out some kind of come on or whatnot. All right. It Let's nice. not play the game right here. It was nice. That's awesome. So there we go. All right. So we're going to move on to yeah. lifesavers and shout outs. Okay. Do you want to go first? Uh, my lifesavers and shout outs. What's my lifesaver this week? Um, I keep forgetting what it was. Um, oh, I can tell you what's not my lifesaver. Okay. Bank of America. I have oh. cut ties with them jokers. Hooray! Finally! I know, right? I, I, and that was 2007. Okay. I've been there since 2007. Mm. And I, it was a big deal. Um, a fraud. Okay. Happens often. Right. Over there. And they are not often as quick to fix it. Okay. And deci- they decided to be very quick recently. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, I had um, several charges in California. Oh. Um, on Friday. Oh. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, on Thursday. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I live all the way, about 3,000 miles in the <laughs> other direction. And so I was like, oh, okay, not my stuff. You know, I tell right. them, hey, um, this, you know, are these your transactions? I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Cool. They're like, all right, so your card is fine. Mm-hmm. I go to to purchase um, some things, mm-hmm. some beauty items, and my card is no longer working. Oh. And so my card is declining mm-hmm. continuously. Oh, my gosh. And no. Like, that is the fear. I'm just like, it's so freaking embarrassing. I was in line and everything. It was mm-hmm. terrible. Oh no! And so I'm calling Bank of America. I'm like, "What the hell's happening?" Right. They're like, "Oh, because you decided to say that that was fraud. We, you know, went ahead and killed your card, and we're sending you out a new one. You should get it by Tuesday." Were you gonna tell me this at some? Yeah, I was like, "You told me that my card was fine." Right. Well, when there's fraud on the card, I was like, "There's been fraud on my card." For years. Oh, man. Okay? And I've had the same card the mm-hmm. whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. If I said no, then it's no. Right. You shouldn't have to kill the card for that. But oh. whatever. And I mean, if had I known you were going to kill the card, I would have just fixed it and went to Bank of America. Now I have to go all the way to Bank of America. America. So now, when I go to Bank of America, I'm like, Done. give me all of my money. Uh-huh. And I'm moving it over to a more secure bank that will let me know things. Yes, all of the things. Right, and they're like, man, but you've been here first since 2000. We hate to see you go. You don't care. No. You, first, you don't, you don't care. No. That's okay. Yeah, true. So, yeah. Um, but um, shout out to um, Cutting Ties with uh, BOA. Making adulting decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> Not all relationships are healthy relationships. Mm-mm. That's true. I've just moved on. <laughs> I've just moved smooth on. Yeah. I want to shout out Fashion mm-hmm. Nova. Oh. They, as as my lifesaver. I didn't know they had an app. Whew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're about to get a lot of and money. They have a, and they have a men's section. They do have a men's section. Mm-hmm. Super excited about it. it. I mean... Fashion Nova has a time and a place. It is fast fashion. Yes, it's fast fashion. Uh, sustainability questions about, you know, how their products are made and stuff. It's in the gray. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, okay. Mm, but I will say, if you are looking for a real quick, quick club mm-hmm. outfit that you can wear more than once, they got you. Or a vacay dress. True. They do have some decent vacay Very dresses. Very true. I do like them. 
and their plus size section started small, but it is continuously growing. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna they I'm gonna they have them lingerie out. now. They do. I really <laughs> they do, and it very much looks like we aren't expecting you to wear this longer than it takes to put it on. Yeah, I mean, but it looks like it takes a while to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are super strappy. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. But I will say, um, they they sell those boob lifters, so they're like they, those stickers mm-hmm. to help lift your boob. And I was like, how effective is this? Because as I've discussed in a previous podcast, my boobs the are not a sizes. There's there's weight to my boobs. Those stickies usually don't work the greatest. Those stickers, those stickers yo. are scary. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, if I take these off my nipple, it's gonna be on the sticker. <laughs> I'm going to see parts of my nipple. I'm, like, the areola is going to mm-hmm. be gone. Well, so they had a little, like, question and answer, like an FAQ <laughs> section, and that was one of them. They're like, please get you a nipple cover <laughs> before you use the stickers. Right. Because, yes, you will peel them, suck us straight off. But they, right. they, they were no joke. The adhesive was like, we are clicking to whatever you want us yeah. to click to, girl. We got it. Right. It's going nowhere. So, shout out. Shout, shout out, out to Fashion Nova. So I also wanted to shout out Mr. Terry Crews, oh, killing the game right now, man. doing amazing things Rocking right now. Rocking it out, being a rock He's star. one of the few men that has come forward when they were talking about sexual harassment in the workplace, especially in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just the shit he's had to deal with as a grown man, especially a big black man coming mm-hmm. out and talking about the stuff he does. And he just kind of takes it in like this almost zen quality stride. Mm-hmm. Like he, he vents his frustrations, but it's never like coming at somebody yeah. specifically. It's always like, these are the questions I'm going to get. This is what they're going to say when you come out to say anything. Right. But I'm going to still do what I got to do. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. I, I don't want to show him so much support. There's so much love. I mean, he kills it on his show. If you guys don't watch Brooklyn 911. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's not what Yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Same he, thing. He kills Same it. Thing. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But so he had a beef with 50 Cent because 50 Cent is a piece of piece of shit. I'm sorry. I mean, but he's never been, he's never like, like marketed himself as anything else but a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so true. He's, I, I mean, he's, he's not true, wrecking any expectations. He's true to form. Still, why you gotta be so messy? And then how you gonna tag the premiere of your latest show with your mess? Because he's a, what? He's all, I mean, he says he's messy. He's like Stupid. king of petty. But it, I mean, Terry Terry Crews didn't even do anything to him. He just wanted to jump on it because he was t- trending and right. in the news, and just comes out speaking outside his neck. I, I mean, like, you, he did the re, same thing. Real niggas Lee, don't do it. Like he did the same crap to Lee Daniels. <sighs> <laughs> We're gonna get in his bitch ass later, but um, yeah. So. I mean, he's he's gotten to everybody. Why? He's, he's like that with everything. Why? And Power is such a good show. Why well, you gotta wreck it? And I'm, on the one hand, I'm glad that Power clowns him the way they do yeah. on his own show, because mm-hmm. uh, apparently there's reason to. Because yeah, so mm-hmm. so that his crazy stupid self. Yeah, he sucks ridiculousness is there somebody you wanted to shout out um no okay (laughs) (laughs) oh no i'm gonna shout out i'm going to shout out someone his name is reginald fields yeah i'm shouting out reginald fields um it was reported by cleveland news five 
Cleveland, Ohio, that a 12-year-old black child had the police called on him simply for mowing the lawn as part of his summer business. Okay. Okay. Um, the 12-year-old Reginald Fields was mowing the lawn of Lucille Holt, a resident of Maple Heights, Ohio, when suddenly police officers pulled up near where he was working. Mm-hmm. The police were on the scene because Holt's neighbors had called 911 and claimed that Fields had inadvertently cut some of the grass on their property and they wanted the police to come and ask him to stop. They said, I was cutting their grass, Fields said. Cleveland News 5 says, I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. In the video, there's video and everything on it, so you can actually see what's happening. But um, apparently the boy was cutting some old lady grass that had asked him to do it. And just a little bit of it, you know, that little random line, especially if it, if you have big grass, you have open mm-hmm. field grass. You know, you like a little bit of the line gets on, you know, on the neighbor's grass. And to me personally, I've seen adults do this all the time. Like, mm-hmm. especially when they're on those tractor yeah. type things. But there's, no, there's no distinctive line. Yeah. It's I'll, just this invisible barrier. Right, this invisible barrier. And if you see the picture of the boy, I mean, he's barely clearing this lawnmower. <laughs> right. I mean, the little boy is so small and the police rolling up on him like, this is insane. Like, this has got to stop, y'all. Ridiculousness. So, um, what's going on now is that they're, um, the grapevine mm-hmm. on Twitter, they're actually, um, passing around his, uh, his cash app oh, nice. and sending him over some cash. So, um, I think it's Mr. Rich. If you just put in 12 year old black kid gets cops called on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you put that in Twitter, you should be able to like see the story and see that grapevine like tweeted it and get any information. So if you wanted to donate towards that, um, towards the little boy and his, and his awesome summer business, you know, please do. Because shout out to him for, you know, doing what he has to do. You right? know what I'm saying? Because my thing is people trip about this kind of stuff. And then, you know, they're selling they're selling water or lemonade or making... Because these kids could very easily be selling drugs, drugs on yep. the corner. You know what yep. I'm saying? And, yeah. and, that's what, and that's what a lot of Republicans are like. You need to pull yourself from her own bootstraps, blah, blah, blah. Right. Big old red Republican Ohio. And you see this boy out here doing what he can at 12, black boy. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's cutting my grass. With I'm the calling the police. With little face. If you look at the video or if you see oh. these pictures, he's the cutest little kid. Just trying, just being serious about his summer work. So yeah. he has his summer cash for what he wants for his games, for whatever. Right. So he doesn't steal them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and. And that's that's the kind of stuff that pisses me off because like then you then you trip when they steal you trip when they mm-hmm. when they're selling drugs and stuff but then when they actually try to do it right you calling the police on them mm-hmm. exactly awful exactly I really wish they had them release the names of the persons who was doing that dance so crazy but whatever yeah so shout out to Reginald Fields you're you're the real MVP you can cut my, cut my grass anytime that and the woman who who blasted this so the woman that he paid or that paid him to cut her grass yeah yeah posted all that stuff yes, on Facebook that is hysterical yes lady she's like I don't know what this bitch's problem is like <laughs> I don't know this tell you what problem. I'm gonna get you all this money so I mean on the one hand it is ridiculous I, I'm sure it's a white woman who yeah, called I'm in positive that's what it is whatever and because they were so scared to go outside they had to call the police 
It's you couldn't go outside and tell a 12-year-old, please, hey, hey, guys, this, so this is where the, the grass ends. Hey, you. who is like, don't cut my grass? I have yet to meet anybody who's like, you know what? I really wanted to cut my own grass. I don't need you cutting my grass for me. For free? For free? You just saw a black kid on your property and you freaked out. And you were so scared because little black bodies are mm-hmm. just so scary to you. Anybody of Ridiculous. color is just terrifying. Right. But on the other hand, as as, to, as ridiculous as this is, as as tomfoolishness this yeah. is, now this little boy is going to be known everywhere. Yeah. So many more people are going to be able to hit that cash app yeah. up and donate and whatnot. I mean, on the one hand, it is terrible that it's got to hit that degree. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, that help, but that, but... and you, you you probably scarred this kid for life, though. I mean. Like well, really, you definitely you, you definitely shook him for sure. Yeah, you but shook him. I feel like there's gonna be an overwhelming positive, positive. note that's yeah. gonna come with this. No, no, him. no. Of course, yeah. I'm saying. But I I wouldn't be like you don't know you don't know where kids are. True. So you could have done that to a kid that saw their you know parent get pushed around by a police officer. True. You know, you don't know what kind of trauma that happened and then now uh, police are like coming towards them. True. That might shake him so much that he'll never want to do nothing again. Right? But I mean, I mean, do Reggie's little credit. Mm -hmm. He's in an article for Cleveland Five News. Yes. He says that he's ready to to cut anybody's grass. Yes. You go, go, baby. You go, baby. He said, I will be there. Let me know. I will be there. Mm -hmm. I will cut this grass for you. Mm. So, uh, yes, shout out to you, Reggie. Yes, shout out to you, Reggie. Killing the game with your cute little self. Mm -hmm. Make your money. Right. Aw. All right. So, I also wanted to shout out uh, California Attorney General Xavier. Becerra, thank you, sir. He is suing Navient because they are monsters. Yes. And just always trying to trick people out their damn money. Nelnet, you're next. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to say. Yes. Anybody who has student loans, uh-huh. uh, without a doubt, more than likely, you probably have some through Sally Mae. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sally Mae decided to cre- uh, create a separate branch called Navient Loans. It's still under the same Sally Mae yeah. header. But Navient deals with federal loans. Sally Mae is now private loans. They try to split it that way. Mm-hmm. Probably for tax purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this California attorney general was like, nah, we have enough proof now to back the claims that you have been tricking millions of people mm-hmm. out of their hard-earned cash, mm-hmm. you monsters. Now, of course, this is going to take a while for anything to come out of it. Right. But the fact that an attorney general that gets at that level now where they're like, no, nah, no, 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 no. No. You can't keep playing these games. Mm-hmm. We coming for you. Makes me very excited. So shout out to you, Attorney General. Please, please take these names. Do all what you've got Mm -hmm. to do. I am standing for it. I also wanted to shout out the Children's Literacy Legacy Award. Have you heard about what's going on with that? What's that? I know what literacy means. Right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I know what words mean. So there used to be a award called the Laura Ingalls Wilder, like literacy award. Mm-hmm. So Laura Ingle, Ingalls Wilder, in case mm-hmm. you don't know who that is, wrote all the Little House on the Prairie stuff. Oh. Mm-hmm. She, exactly. There you go. See, this is where we're going to start. So Little House on the Prairie, in case you don't know what that's about, is about being a young white child mm-hmm. on the plains Mm-hmm. Of Middle America, but yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I want to say they were in like Missouri or yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Middle America in the 1800s, like towards the tail end of the 1800s. Yeah. Uh, the the book is definitely written for the time period that it was in. 
So they were it, really terrible to Native Americans. In that book. She, I remember. That. Yes, mm-hmm. she specifically talks about like there's a lot of phrasing in there, like the only good Indian is a dead Indian. Yeah. And, and red men and right. blah, blah 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 blah. I remember that because I remember having to read it as a child, and I was just like. It's not only Native Americans, any minority group. I mean, any minority group, but I remember seeing that specific, that any a good Indian is a dead Indian. Yep. And my father was like, throwing all the books in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so in California, she's required reading if you're, you were, if you, back in the day, it was required yeah. reading. If you were in second to third grade, uh-huh. like you went through the series, that was like required reading. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's there's not a lot of favorable discussion around you know slavery happening at the time. Of course not. Uh, Chinese immigrants at the time, like any if you weren't white, you were at a. It, it was definitely described in detail the way you would think somebody from the 1800s was right. describing and or detailing their experiences. Okay. Uh, as time went on, because uh, she didn't hit her popularity till she was like an old woman. Mm-hmm. So it, I want to say in like the 30s. Right. Going into the 40s, when she was super, super old, she realized that not a lot of the stuff she was putting out there may have been super PC or mm-hmm. super great for younger children. Right. So they, there's been a lot of republishing, so later editions mm-hmm. of her work where they take out and censor a lot of the more inflammatory phrasing she used. Well, I was reading that in, in um, Duke Al. Mm-hmm. And um, that was good. Well, I mean, so... <laughs> uh-huh. so so the there was a literacy award related okay. to that, and the group over almost unanimously decided we need to take her name off of the award, not get rid of the award, just yeah. take her name off of the award because you know it's it's attached to a lot of things that we right. we don't want to continue to promote. Right, like like the Robert E. Lee Award. There you go. Right, there you go. The a Thomas Jefferson the Award. The Thomas Jefferson Community Activism Award. You know, you know, stuff like that. Because it could be a little problematic. Right. But they're not getting rid of the award. Mm -hmm. So they put it out there. NPR touched on it in an article about how that was changing. Of course, everybody was up in arms about them changing it and taking it to me that they were getting rid of all the books or that they were somehow slandering the name of the woman who wrote the books and all that kinds of stuff. Her name is already slandered. I don't, you know what, honestly, I don't think her name is slandered. I mean... It's not the most PC of, of everything that's been said and done, I mean, in her books. Right. But to her credit, she literally was taking her own experiences and mm-hmm. formatting them into a book. I don't think that means you have to censor it. I don't think that means you um, have to stop what she's saying. No. I do think that it means that you have to be a lot more proactive in, like, explaining right. the context of where this is all coming right. from. Right, that's what I'm saying. I think, just like... <laughs> like I told you, I had that issue with, um, what is that book? Oh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh-huh. Yeah, when To Kill a Mockingbird was going on, mm-hmm. I had to read that in, like, what? I'm sorry, <laughs> y'all. She's very popular. I'm so, so popular right just, now? Just a lot. Oh, my gosh. Everybody okay. loves that song. It's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to turn off my thing. So <laughs> Anyway, yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird mm-hmm. and that whole conversation about, like, you know, having niggas swing and mm-hmm. what's a nigger and, mm-hmm. and my professor deciding to call us all niggers. 
Um, mm-hmm. problematic. Definitely. Well, definitely when the professor decides, you know what, I'm also going to use this word. Right. Not so, the greatest, but in the, in the context of the book, this we the book sets it up to say, hey, it is 1877, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like this is what we're doing. This is how the outlook is. It's not a secret that that's how life was back then. Mm-hmm. So I don't think changing the name of this award necessarily adds all of that to her books now or her her lineage or her legacy or whatever yeah. of her being of whatever they want to say that she's supposed to be. I think she literally is just a woman who commented on her experiences mm-hmm. and it happened to take the hell off. It yeah. became a huge thing. I don't think they were wrong for removing her name, her name from the though. award. Like I said, they're not diminishing the award. They're not totally canceling it out. It's like she can be involved in the history of the award, but just not yeah, the name. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean... But the fact that they took it upon themselves without any kind of prodding from any... Well, I mean, socially probably. But uh-huh. without somebody else stepping up and being like, you know what, this might not have been the greatest look. Right. But, but that they decided to do it. And they were like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of consequences, but this is the action we're going to take. Mm-hmm. So, wanted to shout them out as well mm-hmm. for this Legacy Award. So, but yeah. Was, do you have anything else to shout no. out? Cool. All right. So, we're going to be moving on to Shane Nanigans with her warm ups and her pop culture cut of sex stuff right after this. Hey, it's Shay Cherie. And if you're looking for something funny to see on the internet, check out Shay Cherie Show on everything Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat. Make sure you check out Shay Cherie Show. Into shenanigans. Woohoo! Hey y'all. Alright, so today in shenanigans, what we're gonna warm up to is I was on Twitter mm-hmm. and there was this really interesting hashtag going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it really had not not that it's I don't know. It can be very revealing. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> this is funny that I said it revealing. Um <laughs> 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 that it could be uh it's it's a it's a hashtag that really gets into the mind of the person um, of what's going on with okay. them and where their mental mindset might be. It's, yes, mental mindset. Right. Absolutely, yes. You know, and so the hashtag is called Get Me Naked in Four Words. Mm-hmm. And I would just really love to know what four words <laughs> would get you naked. So if you're also listening to this, this will be the part where you can definitely send us over um, one of those voicemail messages. If you're listening to us through the Anchor app, mm-hmm. you'll see the message down there. I think it's on down on the left. And you mm-hmm. click on message and you tell me your four words that get you naked. But we'll play that hopefully on the next episode. Absolutely. Look okay. at the plug. Look at the girl. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Okay, that nice tie in. Anywho, Bill. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, okay, four words that will get you naked, Joe. What? Oh, so, um, let's see. So, oh, I think four I words. Know. Marvel Movie Marathon now. Marvel Movie Marathon now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'd be down. That's a lot of Netflix and chilling. Yeah. That's several hours. Okay. I also, you. it lets me know you also respect the Marvel Movie franchise. Look at, look at that. See? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay, so for me, uh, it would be um, Got You Beyonce Tickets. Nice. Nice. Very nice. There you go. Shows they care. True. Right. Not a stand. Yes. We're going to get into that when we we get into our Unpack This segment. (laughs) 
I have a full definition of what a stand is. Right. So, yes. Thank you so much. Please. <laughs> I need clarification. Yes. Yes. All right. Give me not one. Give me one more. So there's one I came across on Twitter that I really, really liked. Oh, really liked. Okay. And it was it? like, wanna make mattress angels. Wanna make I like mattress that. angels. <laughs> what? I like that. Oh my gosh. Um. Oh, people are hilarious. Okay. Someone. Uh, so Cruella Snaggletooth. Mm-hmm. First of all, shout out to that Twitter handle. <laughs> Love that. Um, and hers is uh, I'm a Canadian citizen. Yes, yes, yeah, I'm I, a Canadian citizen. I get where I get where you're going with that. I do. That's I really brilliant. Do. Oh, if somebody said I've got avocado toast. Okay, I've got avocado. Avocado toast is amazing. Yeah, avocado toast is it's the greatest. Good. Um, uh, what is another one? Uh, hello, tequila, goodbye, clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is someone else. Ooh, tequila is strong. Tequila has a lot of, there's a lot of babies. I mean, I think, I think, I think no, on that, um, Icon Living reggaeton remix mm-hmm. with, uh, Will Smith, mm-hmm. he said that he was like, uh, Married me an icon living tequila, then we made icon children. <laughs> I remember that line because I was like, What in the world? Nice, 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 nice. So, yeah, so check out that hashtag, guys. That hashtag is hilarious. Yeah. And please let us know your own personal reasons. So, on our um, on our uh, podcast Twitter, we have up there that says, Listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. That's what will get us naked. <laughs> so make sure you listen to the entire podcast. Yeah. And hey, you might get a shoulder. Right? Okay? Oh, a whole Ooh, shoulder. A and sh- ankle. Girl, a you know shoulder. Hit him with the shoulder. <laughs> All right. So now let's let's just drop over onto the mess because we've got a lot to cover. So uh now we're we're popping over to the pop culture culture sack because we're at a dead end. Yeah. Um so today in pop culture, we're going to start off with uh, Monique Tyler Perry and a real bitch named Medea. <laughs> All right. So so as you know, Monique has been having uh, a lot of issues and claiming that um, the black Nicarati, a.k.a. Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry and Oprah have mm-hmm. um, like messed up her name basically and mm-hmm. made her and labeled her as difficult to work with mm-hmm. and she was also um supposedly supposed to get some money mm-hmm. and she didn't get it and then the whole netflix debacle mm-hmm. so she's really been having a a really interesting year mm-hmm. to say the very very least um so there was recent audio that leaked about uh, with Tyler Perry. That's not wrong. It wasn't leaked. It, it wasn't was, leaked. It was purposely Look, put out. Well, we don't know. We don't know who leaked it. Somebody purposely sure. leaked it. But sure. it was leaked. Okay. We, don't, we, don't, we don't have any sure. names. We right. don't know who's responsible. Mm. Right. It's probably Sydney, but whatever. <laughs> Sydney. Uh, Sydney Hart. Yes. And so um, they're, they're recorded on the phone basically talking about um, Tyler Perry saying, you know, I listened to whatever podcast she was on and mm-hmm. saying that, you know, I don't want you to feel like you're mistreated. Mm-hmm. And yes, you know, you have been labeled this way, basically. Um, but we, you know, that's that's not where we want to go with this. So 
we're, you know, we're going to try to help change your narrative, blah, 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 give her, mm-hmm. give her whatever money she's, she should have gotten from Precious and, you know, bringing the movie to really a Academy Award winning status. Okay. Because I mean, she's the one that won the Academy Award. The movie did not. Um, so I was, you know, listening to that and here comes the whole, uh, you know, Tyler Perry's trying to be like very diplomatic in the conversation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not really getting, not really getting to anything. He's True. just kind of like, yes, you know, us at the top are trying to do what we can for those at the bottom. Like he gave, he gave me a lot of that, <laughs> a lot, a lot of, of elitism, a, okay. a lot of elite loftiness. And then yeah. you remember that Tyler Perry also lived in his car for years, and no one came to his plays. For years, mm-hmm. and you know, another thing that happens when, um, unfortunately, when a lot of people of color get money, mm-hmm. they they tend to forget where they came from, right. and that's what I was getting a lot of. However, Monique, were her Baltimore, mm-hmm. we, if we don't forget that she's from the streets okay. of Baltimore, mm-hmm. petty ass was like, um, listen. You know why I like Medea? Because she's a real bitch. <laughs> and she gonna tell, she love you, but she gonna tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's who I wanna talk to. I don't wanna talk to Tyler Perry, the billionaire. I wanna talk to Medea mm-hmm. and tell her to give Tyler Perry uh, a real good talking to because this is not how you do people. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's always gonna give it to you raw, um, Unfiltered, unfiltered, yes. uh, direct effect. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she, she an effect. Directs an all effect. All, all the effect. The Leonard effect. <laughs> uh, she, she's coming in your face. Yes, in and your so face. Um, it's kind of made me start looking at a lot of these <laughs> these black leads like to the side. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, I, I listen. Love Oprah. She mm-hmm. and she's just. Staying far, far away mm-hmm. in her um, in her chateau somewhere, mm-hmm. probably smoking weed, according to Gail. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Gail, Gail, all Gail, and told everyone that Oprah's on that reefer. Come on, Gail, Friends One Hundred One. They didn't say it first. You can't like, say it for <laughs> You know, Oprah's done the reefer, but I don't do that because I'm a church lady. Like, Gail, oh my God. Blasting business. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so (laughs) that's going on. So now we're we're going over to the other side of the cul-de-sac, and we're hitting up, uh, uh, which is entitled "Ducking and Dashing." Nice. Because we're dealing with Damon Dash and Lee Daniels. Now, Damon Dash has been going around for years saying that Lee Daniels owes him two million Mm dollars. That he loaned this man two million dollars. To um, go towards his uh, one of the movies. What was the first movie he was talking about? It was whatever, like the wood. Oh, the, the woodsman. The woodsman. Mm-hmm. And um, gave him that money, and then he talked about saying like he had another movie that he was coming out with. The Richard Pryor. The Richard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like, I don't know about this one or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm trying to basically get rich. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. Damon Dash, look, Damon Dash had his is is, is a fluctuating. Um, 
rich person. Yeah. Very, very, very up and down. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and like most of us, really. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but he does have access, you know, being in the entertainment world. Mm-hmm. And he's known as the bad boy of entertainment for the most part. Probably the more aggressive person. Um, has gone into different, you know, has been in different beefs and everything like that. But mm-hmm. he has also invested in people that didn't have the opportunity including mm-hmm. Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels did not have always have the opportunity to direct big budget films and he needed some money and he loaned it to him. Basically for producer credits right. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Lee Daniels never put Dame Dash on any producer credit mm-hmm. at all. Right. And, you know, he's... Which is the, shady as hell. Which is shady yeah. as hell. And never gave him back his money. Shadier, yes. even shadier, because like I don't, I don't care. I don't, really, I don't care how rich you are. I mean, two mil is two mil. Like, see, I have conflicted feelings on I that. I do, but I, but, but I also understand money. My money is right, my money. Right. If I'm understand. if if I'm giving you money for a service, yeah, yeah. or for something, I expect yeah. not you to be like, well, you got it, so it's okay. If I paid for a smoothie, Joe, right? If I gave you. Six dollars for a smoothie, right? And I'm Beyonce, okay? right? I gave you six dollars for a smoothie, and then you're like, you don't need that six dollars, and you don't give me my motherfucking right. smoothie, right? Right, and you don't, don't give me my right. Smoothie. That's yeah. my, that's my thing. I don't I don't care like how rich I am. Mm-hmm. I gave you money to get this, yes. And you're now now you're now acting like, oh well, you got it, so it's cool, right? Like or I'm gonna get it to you whenever, or I'm just not gonna give it to you at all, right? Not okay. That's just not okay. I'm True. sorry. And True. so that's what's been happening. So video leaked. <laughs> well, I, obviously it was a setup, but mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I'll probably be setting them. I'm gonna probably be setting them up too. Right. Anyway, so he set them up at, um, I don't know, who was it? Patty LaBelle concert? Was it? I thought it was like a church situation. I'm no. not sure. Well, if it's Patty, it Patty LaBelle, it was probably church. You never know. That's true. You could have That's church true. with Patty. You could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So Patty is out here singing for her soul. Her and, and Diana Ross. I think Diana Ross was involved. Okay. Okay. And they were out there singing for her soul. And you see um, uh, Lee Daniels in. <laughs> I don't know what he's wearing. I don't know what. That's why I thought it was a, church. I was he's like, wearing like a. a Choir robe? <laughs> yeah. But without like the white piece. Or right. Anything. It was just like a very large piece of fabric. Yes. Overlapping him. And uh, his hands are folded mm-hmm. as though he is praying to God that he gets out of here. <laughs> That's why I thought he was just leaving church. <laughs> so I was like, maybe they're it was a baptismal. They're at a full concert. Maybe. Okay. And so you see Dave Dash in his ear like... You owe me this money. Like, why do I have to run you down for my money? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I pro- I, I helped you in your, the mm-hmm. beginning of your career when nobody believed in you. Yeah. Like, you have went around and asked several people, Oprah didn't give you that money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dane right. Dash gave you that money. Not only that, it came across of like, we were friends. Like, yeah. we, we, like we, we were, were, we were homies. Right. Like, I, I saw your vision. You yeah. Know? You said you were going to, and then he said you were going to roll my money over and you were going to be in empire like right. he said he was gonna squash it by letting me in empire mm-hmm. that never happened mm-hmm. just nothing ever happened and lee daniels and his sister mm-hmm. can really do what they want to do with that show i'm sorry they really can't <laughs> they can do what they want to do with the show and so 
to see, you know, that really go down. I mean, he looked like he was like, oh, he was like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm going to get you your money. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I shouldn't have to do this, brother. Like, I shouldn't have to do this. Right? Exactly. True. And so, uh, the, the, the moral of the story from all this is, you shouldn't have to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to secretly record you, whether it be video or audio, to get my just do y'all like it this this and it's this is not the time to do this i mean Mm -hmm. people are going to record you and even if you you can't hold up in the court of law of the internet and the internet will ruin your career but i don't know i feel like both of them were taken Mm -hmm. differently like the dame dash thing i feel like people were like Definitely siding on Dame Dash. Like, okay. yeah, this and this. And I feel like with the Monique thing, there was a little more confliction of like... I think it's because of, of course, how she was talking. Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. But at the same time, but Dame Dash um, was also talking rough. Too. Yeah, he wasn't... Yeah. I wasn't mincing words. Yeah, he wasn't mincing words either. But I also wonder if it's because Dame Dash is a man going oh. after another man and Monique is a woman going after another man. Nice. So that and then the, that yeah, so that look, it's layered. It's it layered. And it's so it. that's really the mess that's really been going on in these <laughs> in this corner of a cul-de-sac. Um like we said, the the word to take away is I shouldn't have to do this. Yeah, definitely. I should not have to do this. I shouldn't have to mm-hmm. to run nobody down for your money. Listen, if it's two million dollars or two dollars, if you said it was a loan Try and give the person back it or or have a conversation like, listen, I couldn't get you your $2 because, um, you know. Whatever, whatever. Whatever happened, I, you know, the smoothie went over. Well, yeah, because it sounds like <laughs> he would have been good not having the literal right. cash if he had the investment in these other projects, mm-hmm. which he didn't. Right. So. He's, he's been trying to get his film career and stuff off the ground mm-hmm. and... You know, you you basically crapped on him. Like, yeah, you know I mean? and then just left him to die in the middle of the street. Right, so. and then act like, oh, you know, he's he did it himself. He's, he's <laughs> did it to himself, and you know, Dame Dash is a street person. <laughs> you know, it did give me that. Vibe, it gave me vibe. that, like, oh, you're such a street oh, person. I am above this uh, this street petty riffraff, street rat. Right, <laughs> I don't buy that. If only they look closer, <laughs> you would see the audio right. in the video. You would see the audio in no. the video. Absolutely. No. <laughs> it's crazy, y'all. But who? Hopefully he gets this money. Because, yeah. again, this, again, it's just Lee Daniels saying he will. But I mean, he and he, but listen, Dame Dash promptly um, put up that, that there is a court case. No, he should take it to court. I'm telling you, because I mean, I think I don't think he ever wanted to. Because if he gave him that money a long time ago, Mm -hmm. you know, there was no intention. Because like to me, if some if I get somebody two million dollars, they said my name is gonna be a producer credit, Mm -hmm. and I'm not at the premiere, and I don't get no um, no um, merch from like behind the scenes and stuff like that, Uh and I don't see my name rolling, I'm suing you immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. True, true, true. Verbal or written agreement, whatever. Right. This, this Two million dollars. I'm bringing. I'm bringing receipts from my bank. <laughs> no, 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 receipts from my bank. 
big. Are you kidding me? Oh. Yeah, so True. that's it for the pop culture colder side. Woo! Woohoo! We're gonna switch over to Curvy Geeky Fangirl in just a moment. Alright. Hey there, lovelies. This is Joe, aka the Curvy Geeky Fangirl. And if you want more Curvy Geeky Fangirl, you can find me all over the place like Instagram, Twitter, my own podcast, fanbros.com, and of course, my website, curvygeekyfangirl.com. All right, we're going to be jumping into the Curvy Geeky Fangirl Corner in, in a surprise bout of news. There's actually quite a lot of stuff happening mm-hmm. in the geek world right now. So I wanted to kick it off with a congratulations to the new composer for Doctor Who. Doctor mm-hmm. Who is a BBC series. It is an icon. It is a classic. It is a show that's been going on for the last 50 some odd years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but changes to that show have been very stagnant. Mm. Or very British, however you want to view that. It's like this; they very much fit the mold of if it's not broke, don't fix it situations. Mm-hmm. But uh, we definitely need to update something. So the yeah. new composer uh, has been revealed. He's a BAFTA-winning composer. I cannot say his name. Here we go. I think Let's it's see. Segun Akinola. Akinola. Se- Segun. Yeah, I think it's Segun. Segun. There's oh. no accent. There's no fanciness on Segun. it. Segun. Kinola. Yep, oh, there Kinola. we go. That's him. So he is basically um, magic. He's super <laughs> magical. The music that he has, just like in his own little library of things, is amazing. And he's going to bring bring in this fresh perspective to Doctor Who, which has come under fire when it comes to diversity because it's about a, it's supposed to be about this alien who time travels. Everybody's white for the most part. But mm-hmm. here we go. Behind the scenes now, they're shaking it up. In front of the camera, they're shaking it up. They're doing big things. So I wanted to congratulate him. Yeah. I look forward to what they're doing. Doctor Who has been recently revealed to be played by a female doctor for the first time in its 50-year history. So I'm expecting big things. I'm hoping it's going to be amazing. Also in geek news, uh, it was announced that Sonny, or Sonny, Sony is trying to do a Spider-Man villain spinoff around Morbius. Morbius, in case you did not know, uh, like I said, is a Marvel character, villain. He basically looks like a vampire. So this guy had a blood condition as a regular, regular human. Mm-hmm. He needed like blood transfusions every so often to live. And then he gets toxic wasted or something happens, chemical experiment, something. And he gets morphed into this mutant and he looks like a vampire. So they mix it with a bat. He's got like suckers on his hands that suck Ew. blood out of people. And he kind of plays, he plays like an anti-hero, kind of. So, like, on the one hand, he needs blood to survive, even in this new mutated state. But on the other hand, he's dealing with all the moral conundrums that come with that. Right. He's not the strongest villain. Like, whenever he showed up in a lot of Spider-Man properties, he's mm-hmm. always been, like, the B-side villain. Like, you had your main one. Like, you're and not then you really. Not, because he had a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. And I think that's why Sony was like, yeah, we're going to make the spinoff. Right. Because it plays around that, especially with the vampirism. Because Twilight was huge. Right. So they announced Jared Leto is going to be playing this character because why? Hell not. Jared Leto. Why not? He's scary. He ha- <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me scary looking though. He is definitely scary looking. And okay. I mean, I, I see that. Oh, is he from Dallas Buyers Club? He is. Yeah, everyone that was in that, when they lost, had to lose all their weight. They yeah. all looked. Well, he always looked like that, though. So. Yeah, but I feel like it really, I mean, because it, 
ate up what's his name Jared Leto <laughs> is one of those actors who is he he's very talented he's a very talented very actor. method says a lot of problematic shit on the daily of on the daily so the last uh comic character he played was the joker mm-hmm. and he was he he had a huge scandal about playing the joker because like she said he's super method mm-hmm. he decided to intone all of these sociopathic qualities of the joker mm-hmm. and literally terrorized his cast members for months on end i mean my thing is heath ledger was better everyone yes. and he didn't have to torture everybody he didn't have to do it I mean you're not even nowhere as good so ridiculous what but so it? now he's gonna be playing Morbius who like I said is known to be like a very a very emotional goth-esque character deep-seated oh, in their feelings and it's gonna be a Sony movie Sony comic movies have sucked Woo! they've been terrible and now I'm, I am 100% sure they're going to spin this as like a love lost, forlorn character. Forlorn. I love that word. Yes, forlorn. Mm-hmm. I guess, yes. <laughs> but just, uh, so of course mixed, it's mixed emotions right now with people's feelings on it. Just like, did we need this? Mm. We did it. We didn't need this. If we, right, if we needed it, we could have had someone else. Anybody else. There's a gazillion characters you could have done. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, they're trying to do this movie. It's probably going to be hot garbage. So, that's coming out. It'll be fine. Uh, Ryan Johnson also hit these. So, okay. Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. is the director for Star Wars. Right. He's back in the news again because, A, Star Wars, uh, I want to say it was called The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm has recently hit Netflix. So it's now streaming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. A lot of Star Wars fans were deep, oh, it's called The Last Jedi, were deep in their feelings about how this movie played out because, okay, spoiler alert, they kill Luke. They kill Luke. And Luke has been like a central pillar for mm-hmm. a lot of the Star Wars stories. The Skywalker family in general mm-hmm. has been a huge pillar of the stories. Okay. And in Ryan Johnson's version of this, it just it just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. For them, there's no Star Wars without Luke in it. And now that he is not in it anymore, they're like, why? Why are you doing this to us? You don't love us. There was a whole push. I love how his name is spelled, by the way. Yes, he's fancy with the R-I-A-N mm-hmm. version of it. But there was a whole push. There's there's like a, a group that is trying to get funded and sp- and get sponsorship to recreate The Last Jedi, like redirect it themselves and do a whole, they're like, we're gonna fix it and we're gonna do whatever, whatever. We've gotta whatever. fix it, fix it. It's That's terrible. Funny. So he is constantly on Twitter. People are constantly calling his name out for no reason, going on and on. So recently, uh, an R, this also on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, called this person called Synchronotic Design because, <laughs> you know, Okay. Nerds. Oh, well, <laughs> you can definitely be a nerd, but also they wanted to protect their identity clearly. They wanted to stay anonymous right. while they put up all this ridiculousness. So basically they did a comparison between Ryan Johnson and George Lucas. They took a very old article, like interview, that mm-hmm. Lucas did, uh, where in the context of the conversation, they are talking about changes he was making to mm-hmm. Star Wars because he was releasing episode one at the time, right. which is also terrible. What? And uh, he was talking about how um, he would never kill off 
Luke Skywalker. He feels like if you ever killed Luke Skywalker off, it would turn the audience against you, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada, you know, and it's not something that I want to do to lose the trust of the audience. So they, they blew that up. Mind you, this was in the context of a very old conversation. Right. And in that same thing, he said he wouldn't mind, like, killing off some other family members of the Skywalker clan. Which Ryan Johnson points out. And he's been really good at doing a very polite shade on people. Hmm. All of his responses back to this person are just images. They're just images of the deaths of other Skywalker clans people from the films that have clearly made it into the movies. They have clearly made it into the movies and have been used to, you know, continue this story. Right. You'll live, honey. And it's just the fact of the matter. Like, there's nothing wrong with showcasing this. Because it's a world. The Star Wars world. Through a different set of eyes. Can't they always probably come back at some point? Well, yes and no. So, in Star Wars, they have Force Ghosts. Where you can see them again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even though his, he's dead physically, mm-hmm. the spirit of them continues. And you'll see them literally show up. Like, Yoda shows up in The Last Jedi and he's supposed to be dead. Okay. So you see them. But also, the Star Wars universe isn't just built around the Skywalker family. There's a ton of other people. There's tons of other people. And if you want to continue the future of the Star Wars universe, it has to be about people other than Skywalker clan. That's not a problem. But a lot of people were up in arms because they felt like it was taking the story away from white, heterosexual, side-gendered men. And they're not used to that. They're not used to seeing these epic stories without them. (laughs) Exactly. So I wanted to just touch on the Ryan Johnson situation because it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I love how he handles himself in all of this because he's dealing with a lot, a lot of fan hate. And that is the negative aspect of fandom culture, like, mm-hmm. or even standing. Like, you get to this point where you feel like... I'm just gonna bring that back. Huh? I am. <laughs> we're gonna definitely touch on it. But but for some people, for, for some super, super, super fans, they feel like, I've devoted so much of my interest into this thing, I therefore know it better than anybody else oh. out there. And if it's not living up to this ridiculous standard I have set for it, mm-hmm. then I'm. it's up to me to make sure it gets corrected. Like, place it down somewhere. Sit down all the way. Thank you. I don't need all of this. So that was, so there's that. Mm-mm. Comic purist or uh, Star Wars purist. I, I see, I think there's a difference between a Star Wars purist who understands like episode one through three work hot garbage and mm-hmm. uh, and, and medanists who feel like, uh, or alt-right viewers <laughs> who feel <laughs> like because like, Pure of blood. Exactly. Because we're not like, still following this antique idea that it has to be a straight white guy leading everything. Therefore, everything is wrong and they're coming after us and blah, 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 whatever. Trying to get boo-hoo. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Who cares? Mm-hmm. The world's going to keep changing. You can either get with the program or continue to cry. Whatever you want to do. So, moving oh, on to girl. Percy Jackson. Did you, ever, did you ever get caught up in the Percy Jackson um, stuff? So Percy Jackson was a series of books. It was about these kids who were actually the children of Greek gods and goddesses. Oh, that sounds familiar. It is full of problematic qualities. Sure. So <laughs> Percy Jackson mm-hmm. is, is right up the alley Jackson of Jackson and the Olympians. Oh, there's tons. There's like mm-hmm. 80 books. There's a lot. It was supposed, it was supposed to be I don't say it was supposed to be, but it was perceived as like another Harry Potter-esque type series. Okay. There were a gazillion books. They grew up with the characters. 
-hmm. It even got a film series out of it. The film series was not as heralded as the Harry Potter ones. Mm -hmm. And so people are hoping that the series is going to get rebooted, either as a TV series or as a film series. Uh, They currently are hoping it's going to get picked up by like a streaming service, like Netflix or something, Mm. so that they can get their their real version of their world or whatnot. To their credit, the Percy Jackson films are hot garbage. I don't... They are. Yeah. They're, they're easily forgettable. It's quite clear. They're, they're Fox films. Wow. So they very much came yeah. up at the time of like Hunger Games and like, okay. let's jump on all of these YA novels because they seem to be making money. Who cares about the actual quality? Right. So they're like, ooh, streaming services to jump on this. I don't... I am of the opinion that I don't think they should. Unless they completely re-envision a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of diverse characters in Percy Jackson's, but it's still set upon this precipice of these Greek gods and goddesses mm-hmm. literally just having their way with mortals, mm-hmm. impregnating them, and leaving the children. Mm-hmm. And they, they try to cushion it and buffer it like, oh, the gods can't stay with them because there's constant war mm-hmm. and it just brings more dangers to the family. Mm-hmm. They literally have books on books on books of uh, like camps of the resulting product of all of these children getting together to learn how to now be half-bloods. Like to yeah. be part god, part human. Right. And what and they do with this. protect their areas. They're not even, it's not even to protect their areas. It's no. just for them. Like, it's not for a greater good. It's not like, and then... You'll be able to protect your your realm or your world. No, it's just for them. It's just for them. It was supposed to be a play on on the folklore. So like you know Hercules and all of that. Mm-hmm. They have their journeys. They have their yeah, adventures. But like Hercules, like saved something. No. So well so, in Disney, he saved things. Yes, in Di- Well, I mean, and even in Disney, if you and he tried this if you really Megara. the whole purpose of of Hercules becoming a hero was because he wanted the claim and the fame. Like that was the purpose that's of him cool. being a hero. That's why they had that whole learning arc, and that, that's still not what it is a true from. a true hero. But supposedly, Percy Jackson was supposed to be touching on like the the real versions of all of that. Hercules, out of the straight Greek myth, is a monster who wow. rapes anybody. Men, women, children, animals. Well, I, I only go off of Disney. Those are the <laughs> that's the only ones you that I recognize. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about because he put the glad in gladiator. I mean, you know, you know. <laughs> hey, but I mean, for me, Percy Jackson has a lot of problems. A lot of the characters that are minorities, especially the black characters in mm-hmm. this, they're all half animal. So they're like half goat. So they Have they slept with animals. They slept with animals. Oh no, none of them are products of gods or goddesses. They're all sidekick characters. So so how did they come about? The, the because in Greek folklore you have those fantasy creatures. Oh, they were, fan- they were like um, what's this, what's the the um, the horse name from Hercules? What Phineas? Not Pegasus. So yeah, but Pegasus is a full animal. So he's supposed to yeah. be a mix of like a bird and a, and a mm-hmm. horse. But these are half human, half animal. So you have like satyrs, 
who are half goat, half man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Or so centaurs. You, so you say, because you're saying that the um, gods came and slept with these people that had children. Right. Like the human kids. Yeah. But those half animal uh-huh. people, they're just like surviving members from when all of that was still going on back in BB, BC time. They just oh. have been living centuries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the main black character, I can't, I forget this actor's Is, name. But he half ass or something? Pretty much, yeah. He's half goat, half man, and he just plays a sidekick character the entire time. And I know in the books, supposedly, there is a black character who is a product of the gods and goddesses. They don't touch on it in the films whatsoever. Or any of the other children of, who are minorities at all. So, if they do manage to make this into a series, I would really hope they jump on the bat. If they make this a series, I want them to hire the people who did um, that other Netflix show that we were crying about. The Block? No, My Block. My Block. Yes, if they're going to do it, I want them to be able to be yeah. as creative and as diverse in casting as they were for My Block. And to me, Percy Jackson needs to be a black person because I'm Percy Jackson. Yes, that's a black-ass that's name. Black <laughs> I, want, I want Zeus to have slept with a lady from South Carolina. Okay. Yes. Make her like a Selma Johnson. Right. Selma Jackson. (laughs) You know, she was out there cleaning her greens and all of a sudden she fell pregnant. (laughs) That's what I want to happen. And then all of a sudden. That's what I want. Oh. And she named her son Percy. You know what? That would work because South Carolina is right there by the water, like look right at, there. Look there. And Percy Jackson is supposed to be the son of Poseidon. So there that's, that's the water good. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know? She was out there, you know, washing her clothes or right. something. Right. Right. And he saw her and he was like, I'm going to get you pregnant, girl. Yeah. And uh, Percy Jackson came about. Right. But there we'll, you go. But we'll see. Hopefully. I'm feeling like they're going to stay away from it. And I don't think anything's going to really happen for Percy Jackson for quite some time, unfortunately. Rightfully so. (laughs) Many, many things. So that's going to wrap it up for this longer version of Curvy Geeky Fangirl Recaps. (laughs) So we're going to be moving on to our Unpack This, where we are going to dive into an in-depth review of Claw's latest episode and go over the Carters, Mm -hmm. their release right after this. Hey. Hi. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. We made it deliciously just for you. Mm-hmm. So please follow us on all of our socials on Instagram, Twitter, and of course our website, the POCpodcast.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're moving into Unpack This and talking about the Claws latest episode I have last Woo-hoo. Sunday. And today I'm giving you Desna Tease. She is. She and came in with this gorgeous ponytail. Yes. Yeah. I love Desna. Gorgeousness. It's amazing. I'm constantly amazed at how length transforms your face. It does. Like, every time. It does. It's amazing. It's, it's, very, so it's very transformative. She's literally performing black girl magic over here. It's, yeah. really, it's really interesting. Right. Different things can just do different things. I also wanted to point out, every time Shay comes over, she's, like, flawless. Like, mm-hmm. even in her, like, casual no, Adidas sportswear. I'm literally in, like, a burned-out tank top. That's, and first I have of all, a foil cap on. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah, she had a fall cap on today. The other day she had on a very lovely mm-hmm. yellow outfit. Very flirty, very cute. And I'm just sitting over here like, wow, I'm looking. Rag spread. I didn't know it was on a hot date, Joe. So, yeah, I mean. So I just wanted to shout out my, uh, my co-host here. No, I'm shouting out Joe. <laughs> I'm shouting out Joe. 
All right, so into Claw. So we talked last week about mm-hmm. how much I love Claw specifically. Oh, my God. It's such a good show. It's so good. If you haven't seen it, it comes on on Sundays. It does. It comes on Sundays on, on TNT. TNT at 10. Uh, nine, 10 central. Nine, ten central. Oh no, I'm sorry. Nine, nine central, ten east coast time. Ten east coast. Yeah. There yeah, we go. I, I got it. I, was like, I, I got it. Was a ten. Doing it. Yeah. So, um, Claws is amazing. It's starring uh, Niecy Nash. It is. Uh, strong black leads. Yes. Shout out to the strong black leads out here doing it on cable television. That's, yes. I mean, on, TNT. on TNT. Right. That's not. That's not a, a that's channel not a, that's known for any kind of black shows it's whatsoever. Just not. It's just not. Um, she's amazing so we're into season two now we're about what four episodes of deep now yeah about four episodes, four episodes deep. deep so desna uh which is nisi nash's character mm-hmm. um is is now knee deep in, in with the russian mafia which is Svet, Svet, svetka zlata uncle svetka zlata <laughs> Zbeka. Zlata. <laughs> yes. Her Zlata. name is Zlata. So Zlata. It, it, this is a show that, that touches on uh, a lot of Florida culture. Yeah. So panhandle culture. Panhandle culture and, and the grind. Like just trying to make it yourself. So Desna comes from nothing. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a ex-foster Foster kid. kid. She's taking care of her brother who has, uh, who's on the uh, spectrum. Who's autistic. Yeah, yeah, he's on the autism spectrum. And she is she's killing it as a nail technician, but nail she's not really making the money she needs to make in order mm-hmm. to have them live the right. life that she wants. Right. Their house is constantly leaking. Mm-hmm. They deal with rats. So yeah. you, you, the first series was setting up to show like how she got into this drug game in the first place. Right. How like, she got mixed in with the Dixie Mafia, Uncle mm-hmm. Daddy, Roller, Bryce, mm-hmm. um, Auntie Mama, Auntie Mama. Her best friend Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, what's Karuchi's character? Karuchi Train. Virginia. Virginia. Yes, she is. And uh, Pam, Silent Ann. Who? Silent Ann and Polly. Polly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So, so the girls Pam. we named Virginia, Polly, Silent Ann, Jen. Those are all her friends that work with her in the nail yeah. salon. They got into the drug game like later to make right. that money, but also to mostly to support Desna. Right. And they were they're basically using the nail shop to help wash mm-hmm. the money. Drug money. Uh, the drug money, yeah. Coming sure, from sure. the clinic that is also next door, that mm-hmm. is uh, a quote-unquote pain management clinic, yeah. which basically they're selling drugs. Um, they're selling opioids. Opioids. Yeah, specifically. To, to um, addicts. Mm-hmm. To well, so anybody who can pay. Anyone who can pay. But definitely addicts are, are the ones that are... Um, are using the service that are frequenting it (laughs) (laughs) right so that's what's happening that's kind of the setup but right now we're fast forwarding into um where they are so now Mm -hmm. um uncle daddy um and auntie mama have been or auntie mama was murdered um so by the russians by the russians and and now Uncle Daddy has been overturned by the Russians completely. Yeah. And so they he's no longer the head. And the Dixie Mafia, mafia has totally left has him. It's totally left him. Everyone has just kind of jumped ship. Mm-hmm. And so now him and his um, two nephews are now also working for the Russian family. Would they be considered nephew sons? Nephew sons. Very good. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue oh. with that. Yeah, we, <laughs> love, we love Uncle Daddy. He's, he's such a mess. Shout out to the show for showing the complexity of people. Yes. Because we got Uncle Daddy, who for sure comes across as he, at, on first glance, you yeah, just think yeah. he's going to be this racist, bigoted, all right, like, 
problematic person. And he, you definitely he see is. it sometimes. Yeah. But he's also a bisexual man. So he's yeah. got a male lover that he's constantly... And, and, and he doesn't keep it a secret. It's not like something that he was keeping on the DL or anything. He's right. up front and loud with it. With like, yeah, I'm fucking this guy. And I have my wife who I love dearly. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody's just and like, everyone, And everyone is like best friends. I almost thought exactly. that was their son for a moment. Right? Wait, no. Right? Like she like yeah, she he was sitting on her lap in like those first seasons mm-hmm. and like they were just a happy union. Yeah. Polyamory. Look yeah. at that again. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. But you also see the problems that come with that. Mm-hmm. Like Rola is a complicated character who mm-hmm. at the on the during the first season, I was so, like, This dude is a hot mess. Yeah. But then the show had the audacity to give him these humane moments that you feel for him. Yeah. And they continue to do that. Like, we were talking about the fact, like, uh, like with Rola, they explore uh, being raped as a man. Yeah. And it's happened to this poor dude twice. Twice. In this series. He has now been forced to marry um, the young daughter of the, uh, the, of, of the Russian mob that's over there. Because yeah. he, he slept with her. He knocked her up. He knocked her up. But he didn't know that she was a smooth 15. Well, she said she was 18. He's also roller. He's not He's the also brightest roller. He's not like, <laughs> let me see your idea. Because she is still super young looking. Like yeah, she's she super... looks young, but I mean, I guess he probably was just going along with it. He also wasn't really asking questions. Right. So when he found out she was 15 and she's locked up and now they made them get married and, you know, um, the priest is putting a gun to his head <laughs> to say I do. It's just really a hot damn mess. It is. It is. All of it. It is. And um, Bryce and Jen are married. Yes. And unfortunately. For now. Yeah, for now. But unfortunately, there was um, some indiscretions. indiscretions on Jen's side due to the fact that she felt like she was losing her family and being on ignored both sides, and blah, to blah, be blah. Honest. Yeah. But that's that's what I wanted to dive into okay. on that. So the Jen thing specific. So this last episode, mm-hmm. uh, they've been circling what happened in the last season, right? Uh, when all the shit hit the fan, and he was he was forced to watch a video mm-hmm. of, of his um, wife giving the man she was seeing mm-hmm. uh, a rim job, or whatever. And, and Shayla, what a rim job was. <laughs> what a rim job is. Rim job. When, <laughs> when the front, the the top part of your bottom mm-hmm. is being pleasured. Yes. Okay? Specifically the rim. The rim. There you go. Like a glass. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so he, and the, in the second season, as part of Zlata's power moves, she forced Bryce to watch the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce has been struggling with the fact that Jen's cheated on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is built upon the fact that the distrust that's been building between them as a couple anyway, because mm-hmm. at, when we first met them, Bryce was a recovering addict. Right. And Jen was also a recovering alcoholic, but they looked like they were getting things together, mm-hmm. taking care of their family. The drug stuff started coming in hot and heavy with everything that went down the first season. Right. Bryce started taking drugs again. And then he kills people. He did kill some people, but also the, the communication between the two was getting mm-hmm. lost in translation. They, right. They weren't on the same page on anything. Right. So he acted out by taking drugs and being getting even more aggressive in the mm-hmm. drug side of things. Right. And Jen decided to have this full-on affair with Hank. To be fair to Jen, mm-hmm. Hank is hot. Yeah. So Hank is this guy who is part of what they said that was Jews for Jesus, like. Jews for Jesus who do 
uh, square dancing. Yes, there's like a random community center Mm-mm. that's over there that he helps run, and he was feeling Jen for some time. He's also one of those guys that looks like an everyday guy, and then yeah. he takes his shirt off, and all these muscles are there, and you're, you're like, like Woo! No. <laughs> <laughs> clean living really has uh, helped you out. What in the world? So, all of that was going on, but um. They had this whole debate. So they had a debate where the girls at the shop mm-hmm. set up like almost like a like a press conference almost. It was like, all right, we're like it was an official debate, like a political debate. And they were like, all right, we're gonna give each of you twenty seconds mm-hmm. to discuss your things or whatever. And on the one hand, I understand that those girls were trying to be there for Jen. They're trying to help her because she was a mess. She's mm-hmm. she's been struggling. She wants to get back with Bryce. She wants her family to get back together. Um, but I felt like the conversations that they had they weren't really respecting Bryce's opinion on anything that he was saying the entire time. Okay. What makes you say that? Well, I mean, so like when they were giving each other or when they were answering the questions, they had posted out there and it wasn't, it wasn't super long. So it was like, uh, like that last question of, do you guys love each other? And mm-hmm. do you think that's going to be enough for you guys to get back together? Mm-hmm. And Jen was like, yeah, I still love him. And I hope there's a future. And Bryce was like, no, no, I don't like they, ha- first of all, they had to trap Bryce in the shop to get him yeah. to get- have this conversation. And then when he said something that they didn't like, they all teamed up on him. Right. And were like, no, you need to figure this out. Yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. Like, he was he he was losing before he even started with them. Right. But, I mean, on the one hand, I'm glad that they, like, for the viewer's perspective, we got a lot more insight into what Bryce is thinking. Yeah. But otherwise, that conversation amounted to nothing. <laughs> it was terrible. See, I'm kind of on the side of Jen. Mm-hmm. Well, one, because I was, I actually had this conversation with my mother because she was just like, I mean, what did he expect? He had to see him give, uh, eating the butt of another man. You know, that would just be too much. And he's taking care of a child that's not even his. Mm. And I'm like, I was like, I'm going to take that okay. and take it out of the context of like it being a show, okay. but taking it into the concept of real life. Okay. Women do that all the time. Talking about how women, um, um, I'm talking about especially speaking on the fact that women um, take care of children that aren't theirs all the time. Okay. I hate that that was being like kind of brought up a lot in the okay in, in the, the show. show. Okay. Because the mom had said that a few times, and mm-hmm. then Desna said it, and I was like, I agree. I love Desna's speech to her. I, I love. Listen, Desna's speech was nice, but I just that part like mm-hmm. it kind of irked me a little bit. I was like, because women do it all the time. But I think the point was, like, he's still putting the effort there. I don't think it was so much to elevate him, like, and girl, he's doing this. It Mm -hmm. was to show, like, he was so committed to you, and he was doing all this stuff. I mean, yes, you guys had your problems, he went back to drugs, but he didn't cheat on you. He didn't cheat on you. Okay. You cheated on him, and that's why it's the bigger deal. You went and repeatedly, you had a full-on affair with this other person who you're still talking to. She was still square danced mm-hmm. with after she had her little mini breakdown from the previous episode. Right. Like, that person is staying in your life socially, but you mm-hmm. still want to get back with Bryce. Like, those... Um, I'm, with, I'm, I'm with you on all of that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like the whole thing about the children, the <laughs> child thing that brought up. Oh my! No, I like how the, like the way when Jen's mom brought it up, she was being petty about it. That's she was she was he literally took being care like, of the kid that wasn't even yours. She very much oh was setting God. it like he he didn't have to do any of that, and he's still here. 
But I feel mm. like with Desna, she was trying to show like how committed Bryce was to Yeah, Jen. like, oh, it's going to take some time. Yeah. yeah. I did agree with that part. But. Right. I love that Desna set her straight. and But in a but in a friend way. Like, I'm going to tell you it real. Like, this is what's going down. You need to be able to give him the space to figure out whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, but I also love how Jen reacted in that scene when she was like, but he hurt me. Like, yeah. that's real. Anybody mm-hmm. who's in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. whether you're dealing with, you know, infidelity mm-hmm. in your relationship or whatever, like, the hurt, being hurt by somebody you trust yeah. that much, I was amazed at how much emotion she put into that one little line. That one little line. He so. really hurt her, too. That's, yeah. uh, I hope they get back together, but man. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the scene. Okay. Between them and the kids. Oh, okay. Because he looked like he, right before he came to drop the children off, mm-hmm. it looked like he was going to try and, you know, talk to her and see if they were, you know, maybe could work something out. Oh, okay. Okay. Until. He saw her. Until he saw her. Right. Inebriated. Right. Which, like we said, Jen is a recovering alcoholic. She is. And there was a scene which I was just like, man, drug addicts, like it's it's so it's a mental thing. Like you you need to be seen because that's a that's a serious thing. I mean, she basically hurt herself to to drink. Well, she, so so it wasn't drugs, but it yeah, wasn't drink she, to she drink. Did. Yeah, so she put she got a tampon mm-hmm. because she said she didn't want you know her um. Desna had said a line. By smelling on like, your breath. Breath, I'm going to kill you. She, well, that and she's going to take her to rehab. Yeah, I'm taking ASAP. you immediately. I'm mm-hmm. taking you to the rehab immediately. Mm-hmm. That's the end for you. Mm-hmm. And so you see her. She had a, a bottle of vodka hidden somewhere. In the toilet tank. In the toilet tank. And she gets a tampon and covers the tampon in vodka. She, she dips it in there. Dips she it in there. Soak. Yeah. And then inserts it into her vagina as if she no, was under period. she inserted it into her, her butt. butt. Oh, well, she inserted it. Yes, she did. Okay. She inserted it. And, it, of course, it was burning her. And she, <laughs> ooh, ooh, you know, it burns. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're, inser- first of all, you're inserting alcohol. Mm-hmm. And basically gets, you know, wasted, mm-hmm. drunk. And uh, Bryce comes to drop off the kids from, like, going out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's showing signs of being inebriated. Like, oh, baby's coming, my baby's yes. oh, my You know, just being very extra. Yes. And he peeps that she's drunk. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You're are you drunk? And, mm-hmm. and, of course, she blows her breath in. And she's like, oh, you can't smell anything. I'm not drunk. I'm mm-hmm. fine. And he, you know, sits there for a minute and looks at her. And he was like, all right, I'm taking the kids back. And she was like, what are you doing? What are you talking mm-hmm. about? He was like, I'll, I'll call DFAS on you. DFAS? Yeah. Or DFAS? DFAS. Defense Finance and Accounting Services? No, we call that, we call we call it DFAS in, in um, Georgia. Oh, okay. DFAX. I'm sorry, DFAX. I'm like, what? Yeah, they call it DFAX in Georgia. Interesting. But, but I don't basically know what social said. services. Social yeah. services. Because mm-hmm. he said D something. No, I Department think he said of children D something. Well, basically he said yeah. he was going to take it to social services. But yeah, basically, you if you don't give me these kids, I'm going to have to call them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so she lets them go, and you just see her kind of like crumble really at this but you know, but steps. also trying to protect the kids at the same yeah. time protect the kids of course that was a really good scene too that was because because so you see you see the the conversations they're having with their eyes yeah of like you fucked up and her being like no i can do this yeah. but not trying to scare the but girls he at the also same time. sees that like you're really hurt 
you're mm-hmm. really messed up right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But my thing But is, that's what I mean. Like, you see Jen trying to play it off. Like, yeah. It's cool, but you see the coldness. But then, but that's what I'm trying to see. But, mm-hmm. but Bryce also, but I felt like that was also love at the same time. Oh. Because, you know, then you get to see what, what she's been going through this whole time mm. with you. Because, I mean, you were, you went back on the, you went back on the wagon well before she did mm-hmm. like you were back on drugs before she off was. the wagon right you off got off the wagon, wagon yeah. before she did you mm-hmm. went back on to sniffing shit off of turtles and stuff uh-huh. and so you know I mean and she was watching you crumble mm-hmm. for quite some time well okay okay mm-hmm. He definitely was losing it, especially after he killed killed those people the first season. Right. They did have a scene where like the little girls called Jen because they're yeah. like, Daddy's acting weird. Yeah. And he was stoned out of his face. Right. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. That is true. And so to me, I felt like that should feel like a full circle moment for him. But that was something that she held over his head for a really long time. And it's on top of her indiscretion. So now he comes back and they're in the midst of their, mm-hmm. their arguments or whatever. And she's drunk. Right. So, I mean, it's not to say that Bryce is the one coming out of the winner, because he's not. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like it was another straw that broke for them. So, I don't know why I feel like this is going to turn it around. Her being drunk, you think it's going to turn it around? Yeah, because I think they're going to realize how broken they both are. I would hope they realize that when they almost lost the house. Like, they're about to lose this house they're in. Well, yeah. it's going to be... I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna turn out pretty good. I think end goals is gonna be them back together. Yeah. But I do think it's gonna take a little bit. No, of course, mm-hmm. of course. I, I feel like this. They try to keep it as real to life as possible, so it's like not the next episode they're gonna get back together. When she called him Vanilla Bryce, I lost it. No. <laughs> Bryce has this whack with haircut where he put like the lines in his head. He's a white. He's the whitest of the white boys. With the, with the very much the vanilla ice uh, mm-hmm. signature haircut, and when she saw him in the I can say the first episode of the second season, she called him <laughs> vanilla oh, Bryce. Yes, yeah. I lost it. I lost yeah, it. So, what cool. do you think about Desna and this Haitian doctor? Um, I think something's gonna definitely go down. Mm-hmm. Um, of what I saw of the the previews of the next episode, it looks like they're getting ready to get married or something like that. But. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, not to say that he's a good act, not saying he's not a good actor or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying like I feel like his character has not become very layered for me. Like he actually has not said <laughs> anything. He's really just been in the space, mm-hmm. and so you're just kind of inferring. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't actually said anything for real. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, well, even at the end of the um, first season. When they go into wherever the drugs are, the Haitian mafia headquarters mm-hmm. headquarters is, and he just kind of stands there. Okay. I'm like, okay, so I guess <laughs> that's just how you end it. And then the next few episodes into the second season, I feel like he hasn't really, uh, nothing has really been revealed, mm-hmm. or like he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, outside of the complication of his silence, there's mm-hmm. nothing else. I think that's so. I think that's on purpose. Yeah, no, no, no. I think it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wish. I also feel like it's it's the like they put a lot more writing into the other characters. Yeah, they did. And I did. Would, yeah, and I would mm-hmm. like to see more writing into his because I'm kind of like, 
Well, I mean, you're just going to have this random big reveal. Like, I think that is what they're going to do. I feel like yeah, it's going to be a I windfall. Like, I don't, see, I and don't... Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I don't like when everything pile up like that. Like, no. give, give me some context. I kind of like it because right now, Desna is feeling like she's living the high life. She's the lieutenant. No, you, you, can do the, you can do all of that. Mm-hmm. But I felt like... I even felt like that whole thing with him and Roller. Okay. I felt like I wish I would have seen... Like something else, like like you remember you need me type deal. Like oh, say, from him. Yeah, for him okay. to say versus like get your hands off of me. What? Don't ever touch. So me. I like what they're setting up with the character, mm-hmm. like his his distinctive duality. Because yeah. when he's with Desna, he's like laughing and joking mm-hmm. and talking about family, and then yeah, but he's, he's still the still strong t- silent type, even with Desna. Kind of, but I feel like he's a little more personable when they're talking. And then when he's talking with any of the Dixie Mafia, no smiles. Straight, short sentences, blah, 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 blah. I, so. I would like more development of character. <laughs> well, so this is a short summer series. So I think they have like maybe 10 episodes, maybe they, they, can, they can give him something. They can give him... Really, I only need maybe maybe four more lines, and I'll be good. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm waiting for that secret to burst, because mm-hmm. right now, Desna doesn't know that he's running the Haitian Mafia no. at all. No. She thinks she's found herself a legit guy outside of this crazy life when she hasn't. And no. so... And there's a lot of people who know what's going on and haven't told her yet, so I'm, I'm interested to see the follow-up yeah. on that. That should be interesting. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, nothing. That's the biggest stuff. Zlata is hilarious. She's still my favorite villain right now. Mm-hmm. That girl. I'm, I still think that she's got romantic feelings for Desna. I wouldn't put it past her to then be like, and yes, I girl. I think she likes everybody. Oh well, that's possible. She's for everybody. That's possible. <laughs> and she got Uncle Denny to lick her boots. I definitely saw a shift change. Yeah, that was that was something. <laughs> I, I, that was actually really painful to watch. <laughs> I liked it when she picked up that hand <laughs> when uh, he was strapped up to that crucifix. Mm-hmm. You know what that hand is for, right? What the little the rubber hand she found mm-hmm. and she was like laying it on her shoulders and mm-hmm. stuff. It's a butt plug. Oh wow! So that's why she was like pointing it at him and making it wave and then like doing like oh. <laughs> and making it point to her face. Freaky. The show is hysterical. Yeah. But yeah, but those were the biggest points definitely out mm-hmm. of the out of claws. So, we're going to be jumping into the Carters. The Carters, right after this. Hey, this is Shay from the POC Podcast, and I want to hear from you. Download the Anchor app and find and follow us, the People of Culture Podcast, and leave us a voicemail on any episode that moves you. And hey, we might play it on the show. Have a question or want to respond to the Reddit ratchetness? Please leave a message after the beep. All right, so we're gonna be jumping into our the Carters, the Carters review, the album review. But first, we're gonna talk about the ape shit yes. music video. Everything the, from the Everything Is Love album. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I watched this when it first dropped and blew up Twitter. Yeah. And then I rewatched it again after every every art student put their two sons. Right. On. And then, and so, yeah, perspective. So what did you think of the video? Because Shay is taking it without the background yeah, conversations. I didn't, I didn't want to have any background. I, that, like, set it off. Like, I wanted to just kind of 
The play? Oh, yes. Okay, girl. I kind of <laughs> wanted to just experience it. Okay. With no bias. But, but that particular play, though, was relying on you having well, watched the film. No, no, no. I got the premise. Uh, but yeah, so I watched I watched the Ape Shit music video, and um, I I liked it. It was aesthetically pleasing. Okay. It was very very pretty, well done music video. Um, I liked. Uh, the juxtapositioning of Jay-Z and Beyonce to me because like I really liked how like Beyonce really seemed like she was super into the song mm -hmm. <laughs> like like she was just dancing mm -hmm. and she'll be standing right next to Jay-Z and he'll just kind of like be standing there mm -hmm. you know being being Mr. Carter mm -hmm. being like I, I can't move my knees like that mm -hmm. thing going on um, so I thought that was really <laughs> That was really cool. Mm -hmm. I love the dancers on the steps. Um, I feel like it had some type of connection to the fact that, like, them being the foundation of, um, of just civilization. Okay. You know, they so, weren't all black. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I know. But mm -hmm. I'm talking about the foundation. Okay. Like, the colors. Everything was brown. Well, I mean, like the steps, they they story it up like mm -hmm. like a like a color wheel. Like, yeah. So it was the dark colors towards the bottom, and then really light colors towards the top. And there were, yeah. There so there's some so perspective. The ones, so the ones at the bottom were the foundation. Okay. So yeah, that's what more so I was speaking to. So yeah, I mean, I really, I liked it. I thought it was very very pretty. Mm -hmm. um, the song. Uh, I think it's gonna take a minute for me to grow on me. Like, I probably need to hear it like at a party or something. Like okay, that, really loud. But it wasn't my favorite piece. But um, the aesthetics of the music video was beautiful. I liked the contradiction with mm -hmm. trap music, mm -hmm. with especially as active, I'll say trap mm -hmm. music is because that that music isn't subtle. Right, it is loud and in your face. Mm -hmm. But the video wasn't like. Mm -hmm. You had the moments, especially when they screened moments of, of Beyonce saying her lyrics. A lot of the times, she was stoic, like she was super still, mm -hmm. giving these, giving these bars. So, mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. I'm not gonna lie, I tuned out a lot when Jay Z started up. I was, <laughs> I was like, all right, but after like actually listening right. to what he's saying, the frame up, the shout out they did to Kellen Kaepernick, like with the male dancers. How Jay-Z dropped that, like, uh, they asked me to perform at the Super Bowl. I said yeah. no. Like, all of that. I already packed out stadiums. I'm good. The shade, the subtle shade they threw towards uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Also hysterical. And and that was, like, repeated throughout the album. Throughout the album. Hilarious. But the video, the video I thought, was really brilliant. I really liked them posed in front of the Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. Specifically how they were posed in front of the Mona Lisa. Like the Mona Lisa's picture, it wasn't, it wasn't like where her faces and where their faces were, were all symmetrical. They were all in the same line. Like they were all of equal stature and power mm -hmm. and iconicness. I feel that that is true. Mm -hmm. So I really liked it. I mean, I could have done without Jay-Z being all up in this video, but <laughs> I think it. Uh, you know, people have their beefs with Jay-Z. I mean, I know I do. But, um... And he touches on it in yeah, the album. Yeah, he does touch on it in the album. But mm -hmm. I feel at the same time, listen, I mean, they built this empire together. Did they? So, yeah. Together? Really? They did. Really? Yeah. 
I feel like it was very Beyonce heavy. I, I think I think he was a part of it in probably the back end in some type of way. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it either. Okay. Like, listen, I don't like it either. But hey, you know what? What am I do? <laughs> what am I do? If, Beyonce, I do? if Beyonce accepts her man, what what am I supposed to do? What, what am I supposed to do? She can accept her man. I mean, that that's her life. She's living it. I'm just saying. Every time he popped up in his album, you were just I was oh, like, oh god. And it wasn't it wasn't even like me having to work around. Like I honestly didn't care whenever he was talking. I was just like, mm. I really liked yeah. when he was talking. When he was, okay, let's get into the okay, other parts of the album. Okay, yes. So the different songs here. Oh, but yeah, real quick for the video, a mm-hmm. lot of people were talking about the the art connections that were purposeful throughout this video mm-hmm. like when it was the line of dancers all in mm-hmm. front of that napoleon uh crowning mm-hmm. josephine talking about how she's the wife and it was positioned so that beyonce was right at the same spot where josephine was absolutely that was really clever when they uh re-imitated the painting they showed at the end of the black woman mm-hmm. topless they had like um it wasn't like another napoleon spread but they had two naked dancers with the white flowing headdresses mm-hmm. and it was a shout out to that same portrait and that portrait was done way back in 1817 blah blah blah, blah, blah France I think it was the black and um the history around that supposedly is that the artist was you know part of the abolitionist movement because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of photos or not a lot of photos a lot of portraits mm-hmm. like that for women of color period but that and the fact that Beyonce and Jay Z were in the Louvre, like it's, right, it's all you normally like ridiculously packed. Renting it out for anything is ridiculously expensive, mm-hmm. and they they put all this black excellence all up in that they, thing. They, they have that money. Yeah, That's now, fine. yeah, now. I mean, even the beginning was a shout out to Leonardo da Vinci's uh, imagery. And you had that man with the the wings mm-hmm. right outside of it. Right. So there was there was a lot of touches. On that, a lot of people are talking about how it relates mm-hmm. to black excellence in the world. Okay. So there you go. But yes, so into the album itself. It's real quick and short. Mm-hmm. Or it's only nine songs, right? Eight. Yeah, nine songs. Yep. And uh, so what were your feelings on it? On the album um, as a whole? The album as a whole, it's, it definitely sounds like a collective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a Beyonce album. It's not a Jay-Z album. It's them together. Okay. And it felt like like a wrap-up of Lemonade and 444. Like, it it felt like, like, this is all the crap we've gone through. Yes, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And we got through it, and I'm rich, and... Um, I'm not talking to Kanye and uh, like a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of like forget Kanye, forget Kanye. Who the hell is this thought? Kim? My friend, my friend right. circle is real, real small. There was a lot um, of that. <laughs> I'm good on any MLK Boulevard. That means I basically did not sell out my people. She talks about watching the throne and then refers to herself and Jay Z as Bezos, which is clearly a shout out to Kanye yeah, West and his Jesus. Of course. I did like nice though when she was yeah. like, "Fuck y'all!" I didn't yeah. need these stream. If I was concerned about streaming, <laughs> uh, she's based. It's basically a. It's basically a journal entry. Uh huh. Yeah. This is just a journal entry, and I feel like people. It's, no, I'm not. I would. I herald it as like a music. Um, you know, cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Okay. Um, I would definitely yield it as. Thank you so much for telling us your business because I really wanted to know. Right. Why? And we probably kind of did so we can, you know, 
probably let go a little bit of the hatred. Well, they even talk about it on, like, what, Heard About Us, how, like, it's none of your damn business. Like, at the same time, she talked about, like, you brought this bitch to move when I saw her. Yeah. Yeah, she's talking about going after her and all that. And oh, Oh, I love that line, though, of how, like, he had to give me a new ring. And he's like, yeah. I, I love I loved that. Like, like, yeah, to give me a new ring, we had to get remarried yeah. all over again. Yeah. So, yeah. I really like that. I, I, I like that she didn't really take any shit. No, she run, you, she's quite literally the lead in all of this. So she's, yeah. <laughs> she's, there's not a part where Jay-Z then takes over. Like, it's, it's all run by mm-hmm. her, accompanied by Jay-Z. <laughs> That's definitely... Right. The feel I got. I it's a blackly black ass album. Bro. It it is. It is unapologetically like, look, black. And people and I see all these white people like are on Twitter like Beyonce, you're not you're forgetting about your white fans. Like this doesn't make us feel good. Oh, who cares? I mean, what? <laughs> you know, ever uh, well, it was uh, it wasn't just white. I mean, uh, it was a lot of other people of other races, but like they were just like you're just not you're forgetting about everyone else. You're only talking about black people and black problems. Uh, yeah, how's infidelity a black yeah. problem? But whatever. But I think she addresses <laughs> that too in Black Effect, where she's yeah. like, uh, yeah, as black, we're black. We no, no, black. No, 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 no. We still blackity blacks, and we're black. Yeah, and you know, like our lives are gonna be black. We have black ass kids. Yeah, they're not gonna be ever confused for anything. But right, uh, like just no one has ever been like, oh my gosh, blue. I thought you were. A little, I thought you were, you know, Marilyn Manson's <laughs> I got her confused with John Benet Ramsey. Like, no one mm-hmm. does that. I mean, the, the project was cute. and the, It was cute. It was just a... There's a couple of songs that stand out, but mm-hmm. I, 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 could, I could pass on that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> oh, stan culture. Yes. I'm not because I'm pretty sure Shay is a stand for Beyonce. No. She refuses to acknowledge that she's a stand for Beyonce. I, well, can, I, I can admire and not be a stand. You can admire and still be. There's nothing. So there's nothing wrong with being a stand. There's like, nothing wrong because whatsoever. to me, stand also um, indicates that you stand with the person even if they're incorrect or like mm. uh, you know no holds bar like the people that are like Kanye West is still. You know, anything like that. Okay. Like, and I love Kanye West, but I can't. Right? Because <laughs> when you're wrong, you're wrong. You know what I mean? Okay. So I feel like I can't be a stand for nobody because when you're wrong, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, right, or make excuses so or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that's up to the individual stand. I do mm-hmm. think that's that. But, I mean, all a stand is, according to uh, Urban Dictionary, oh my God. is just a crazed fan like that. Like somebody who is the heavily involved and almost obsessed with whatever we're talking I am about. not obsessed. Listen, we were at work listening to, oh, I don't even remember what the song was that came on. And I don't remember the conversation that we necessarily had, but we were trying to remember where, what particular album the song was coming from. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is Destiny's Child. 
and Shay was like, nope, uh, this is her solo album. She gave me the name of the solo <laughs> album. She told me who was singing in the background of that song. Like, she almost, she damn near gave me the date that song was dropped. Like, she knew all these little details about I mean, all that. I mean, uh, listen, I think, was it, it was, I forgot what song it was. It wasn't Dangerous Landlord. No, it, def- it wasn't. It was a, it was a deeper cut on one of her, on the beat. Oh, yes. it was Get Me Bodied. See? Everyone knows Beyonce sang that, and, and Solange did the background vocals. That's why they performed together. They Everybody always perform together. Everybody does not know that because I didn't know that. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, this is this." And she was like, "This is Beyonce." <laughs> exactly. She knew like, the exact album because the, she knew the background because the singer. album name is in the beginning of the song. Okay. I didn't even know the album name was Three, dropped in the beginning two, of the song. Three, two, one, B day. Hey, hey. Do you know how Which fast that goes? It's not and radio edits don't play that. They go oh straight into God. her singing. They go straight into her singing. So well, there's, there's nothing wrong with being a stan. That's completely cool. I understand you feel like it means that they like without fault follow, yeah, without follow them. Fault. But I don't think that's true. There's plenty of people who are Beyonce stands, and they they will have literal critiques of what's going on. Okay. So you know. All right. So my well, give me your top two songs on the album. I really liked Boss. Okay. I really liked Boss. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Love Happy, the last song. I Aww. thought that was really sweet. That it was, was really sweet. cute. Was sweet. Even though it I have my me feelings about Jay Z. Yeah. It it gave me like we have worked to keep this. Mm-hmm. We feel this is imp- this is important to us. This is something we want to maintain. Yeah. And they were just talking a lot of realness about being a married couple. Like yeah. it, you have your own things that you deal with mm-hmm. when you when you make that decision. Right. So, I mean, they definitely have gone through the deeper end of things, but still. Ooh, wait. I mean, I like nice, and I and I like black effect. Okay. Because, yeah, I, you know, I, I want to, I really want to show this as uh, I'm good on any MLK Boulevard. Like, I just, because I, <laughs> I went to high school, it's called MLK. Mm-hmm. It's just, it means a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> very nice. Very, very nice. But, yeah, I did like that. So, uh, I guess next week, we uh, I'd like us to do Scorpion. Oh, I've been, I've been listening to the Drake album. Yeah. Yeah. It is something. It's deep. I feel bad for homie. Like, he's really ashamed. Well, uh, yeah. He's been going through a lot. He's ashamed of his baby mama. Yeah. Yeah. But he goes into why. So you, you hear why. I mean, I know why. Mm-hmm. But, like, you don't have to say it. Cause you why not? Because you have a child with her. <laughs> but it. But it's, this is a conversation that's taken place without him this entire time. So why not add your voice to the conversation? I just don't. I just feel like, but it's, it don't matter what she did. She's still getting baby mama. No, I don't think he's. Ash- well, I don't think he's ashamed of her career. I think he's ashamed of how everything went down, and he discusses oh, why. Oh, but still, just I, you don't feel like he should herald her at all. Herald her for what? She for tried what? to get money from him because she had his child. She's not. She's not a stellar character. I mean, it's, still, it's not like she was an innocent. But st- what I'm saying <laughs> is, I'm thinking about like when the child grow up. Listen, this poor child is going to have and hear like goes through the discography of his father. Well, even if he's not even listening to the discography of his father, even if even if Dre decided to to not touch on a lot of that stuff, he's gonna hear it from other outlets nonstop. Non-stop. They're public. He's a public. His dad is a public figure. His mom made her name, made herself a public figure when everything went down in the beginning of her pregnancy. Like, so he's gonna have to deal with all of that. I feel all that 
that this album in particular for Drake just gave him an opportunity to actually put down his words on everything that happened. What do you feel like Drake should do now? Uh, I as think, far as personally. I think he needs to take a break. I think he needs to get married. <laughs> Pass. Pass. I don't know. I feel like you should just settle down. So No. Like Clear, clearly. Especially if you listen to this album. A different experience. He's not in I the mean, no, no, no. He's settle. not. He's definitely not. He needs therapy. Okay? <laughs> Talk space. Therapy. Of course. But other than that, I mean... I feel like he needs somebody to just a, a level-headed individual in his life. Somebody that's mm-hmm. just like, and I really would like that to be a partner of his. But I mean, that's the problem when you get famous before you have that partner. A lot of times, even when you have, even when you that do, partner before even you become but famous. what I'm saying, even when you do, but a lot of times, even that's why a lot, a lot of people suggest that be like, you know, even in in, in those circles in entertainment, they're like. I'm so happy that I got my partner before I was rich because I would constantly be like wondering if you what you here for, you know what I mean? Clearly Shay watches a lot of black love. And that's No, beautiful. it's not black love. This that's is beautiful. Now this is not black love. Mm-hmm. That, that's not from black love at all. This is from me talking with people just in Atlanta and like diff, even hearing different celebrities talk, several different interviews. Even Mona Scott Young had one mm-hmm. long like probably god, 8 years ago. Mm-hmm. And like one of those little unknown radio shows or something in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and it and it was pop. No, in Savannah, mm-hmm. and she. This is when she was just pushing love and hip hop. Okay, and she was talking about you know, she's really happy that she, you know, met her husband before because. Uh, as because you know she was a business manager forever. Okay. And she was like, I mean, I've seen the celebrities come in and like, uh, I mean, can you reach? They want to research the homegirl, whoever she, they're dating or whatever, mm-hmm. because they just they feel like they just don't know that they're always super paranoid okay. about the fact that this person is just really here for the money. Okay. You know what I mean? And versus she was like, I mean, I was with this person, I ain't had shit, so I know you weren't here for the money because you don't. You don't know if I have any money. You don't know if I'm going to make money. I, I think I love... I mean, there's a lot of other problems that come in relationships. Uh-huh. I'm sure. I'm uh-huh. positive about that. But I think well, the money aspect is, an, is another thing that could just haunt you a lot of times. I love that you were this romantic. So that's wonderful. That's not being romantic. It. it absolutely is. I, I don't think you need to have a romantic partner and be married to said person mm-hmm. to have that foundation. I think that you can get that from a friend. I, think I really you, think well, you No, can. I think you can get it from a friend, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, I, I mean, also, why not try to get married? I think you, the worst thing Drake could do is get married. I think that's the absolute worst thing he could do You don't think he could right ruin now. a friend, too? He absolutely could ruin a friend, but I feel there's more flexibility with a friendship than with a legalized partnership of any kind. Mm-hmm. Especially a marriage. That's work. That's so much work you can that you wor- need to be there for. You don't think you have to work in friendships either? Like a really tight, I still close, grounded feel friend? that you have more flexibility in a friendship. Like, you don't have to see your friend every day. You don't have to live with your friend. Mm-hmm. You can talk to your friend when you need to talk to them. There's going to be a give and take in a friendship, mm-hmm. clearly. But there's more room there mm-hmm. for a friendship. You marry somebody, that person is now in your life 24 7, 365. That doesn't happen all the time, though. People, I mean, some celebrities don't get to see their husbands and wives 
every single day. No, I'm talking about having to account for that person every single day. The responsibilities of keeping that person in your life every single day. Why, You're right. They may not have, physically see have each a other. child too. That he, he touches on that, like the whole how the how the baby got here, the that whole situation. How the baby got here out. because you nutted in a in a, That's that's how she got here. <laughs> that's biology. That's I I never understood how how that's even a ever a conversation. You had sex when you have sex with somebody and you're a celebrity. You should always think that this person is going to try to get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, you should always know. You should always know that. Like I just, ugh. (laughs) I'm always when I hear that I'm like, I can't believe she got pregnant. You, you, you can't believe that? People get, people get pregnant for, for niggas if they have a That's decent the job. That's the premise of Basketball Wives. Right. Of, like, of Basketball Wives. We were trying to I get mean, these even, babies. Even people with just decent jobs. Mm-hmm. A, a place of their own. Like, oh, girl, he got some in here for me. Or even to be petty. Like, oh, right. it was our last time together, but I want to make sure that he won't forget yeah, People me. get pregnant for less. Less. True, but I, I feel like he touches on all that in his, in his album, and I feel like the album gave him the opportunity to talk about it from his perspective. Yeah. Well, shout out to Scorpios. I feel I, I do want to shout. Out. <laughs> I feel good. Well, I'm November's very own. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm, Scorpios mm-hmm. in the building. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. All right, so I guess we should head over to Reddit Ratchetness before we close out here. Alrighty. Okay, cool. So we're gonna head right over to Reddit Ratchetness. Woohoo! Uh, of the, we're gonna do two that we found. Yeah. Uh, first one being boyfriend who is twenty eight arguing with me, who this person is twenty seven, as I wait for my abortion. That is that is the title that we're dealing with. What? Uh, oh, this is very recent. This wasn't posted that long ago. So, okay. Okay. There you go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> At Planned Parenthood. For an, abor- an abortion pill, because she's she's super extra. And my boyfriend gets upset. Oh, she's getting an abortion pill. So she's getting an abortion. She's, she's, getting, a, she's getting a morning after pill. She's no, calling no, no. it an abortion pill. No, wait, no, those those are different. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's there. I have any personal experience, but mm-hmm. I've been there with people. And so, if you go to Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably getting, the abortion pill is like, you're getting an abortion. That's, that means you're already pregnant, but like the plan B is if you're just if you just had unprotected sex. Okay. So I don't know what it, she need probably be a little more specific because if you're saying <laughs> if you're saying abortion pill, you're getting that's that's not the same thing as plan B. Those are different things. <laughs> so you're saying there's a totally separate pill called the abortion. Yes, pill. There, it's that's, it's called the love love something love the law law. Interesting. Well, okay. So either yeah. way, she's saying she's taking. So she's, she, she's in Planned Parenthood. She's, she's at Planned Parenthood. She's waiting to get this abortion pill. Yeah. Her boyfriend gets upset because she won't let him pay with a card. Yeah. And that's seen. That's an abortion pill. Because I, I, I do see where we're going with this. What? Okay. So she won't, <laughs> he gets upset because she won't let him pay with a card and have her pay him back half. Okay. What he she he's mad because he, she doesn't want him That's, to pay for half. This of is the how she wrote pill? it. Gets upset. I won't let him pay with a card and have me pay him back half. And raises his voice and everyone is looking at us and I ask him to please not because he's embarrassing me and he says loudly, "I'm not embarrassing you. Why are you so on edge?" The reason he wants to pay 
is to use a medical expenses account from his previous job. So it's free money to him, Mm -hmm. but he'd use it then still charge me at a girlfriend discount of 50%. So basically he gets a net gain instead of me paying uh, for the prescription directly. It's the principle about this which offends me, which is why I would rather just pay the whole thing myself. I don't appreciate being embarrassed in a in a freaking public space. When he is upset, he makes exaggerated gestures and his voice gets louder and it's like, Jesus, can this wait until I have taken the abortion pill? What should she do? Is she in the wrong? Is she overreacting? Uh, take, get the abortion done and, and, and leave him alone too. I have a thousand questions. Don't have any more children by him. I have a thousand questions. How about that? I have more questions. Break up with him. Why are, why are we having full... This discussion didn't take place before we got to Planned Parenthood? I have more questions. I got more questions. I don't know. Also, what is this medical expenses situation? Like, what... I don't know. You can use, like, a medical expense card? Like, what, the dollars or whatever? The, the, I mean, I've, I've seen people get that card or whatever. But that's... Oh, man, that's weird. Yeah, anyway... Girl, please don't have any children by him. And I su- I would suggest go ahead, take that abortion pill, girl, and uh, abort him too. And abort, and abort him as well. Okay. You don't want and him. Abort him. You don't as want well. him or your or his seed. Okay, that's a, just it. I've got a thousand questions. Because to me, if if you if you can sit there and start yelling at somebody in an abortion clinic, mm-hmm. like, like like this is this is probably never gonna work. I just have a lot of, I didn't just, I'm, I have a lot of like, Why are you so on edge? Because I'm in a fucking abortion clinic and I'm pregnant and I don't want to be. Is she, does this mean that she's pregnant? Yes. She's in Planned Parenthood. That's well, because Planned, because I'm yeah. in Planned Parenthood. It didn't necessarily mean I was pregnant. No, but she's getting the abortion pill and she wants to put it on an expense card. The, the, no. uh, the plan B, plan B is normally in like CVS or something like that. Well, now. Even, well, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But I mean, but if it was rather recent, then they don't carry plan, they don't carry plan B in Planned Parenthood. Oh. They carry the abortion, they carry the abortion pill. Interesting. Yeah, and that's a few hundred dollars. Okay. So maybe that's why he wanted to put it on that expense card or whatever. Okay. So. Very interesting. And now I have to look up what the more, what the difference is between the morning after it's, pill it's, it's and of the what abortion I, pill. Of what I saw, it's two different pills. Mm-hmm. Or you get you take one pill that like kills it. Or whatever. Okay. And then the other pills you like put in your mouth. So and you don't then, need to do a DNC if you take an abortion pill. No, it, it like if you're mm-hmm. under what is it under? It says seven weeks. Uh, seven weeks, mm-hmm. yeah. So she probably found out she missed her period and okay. then go right to the abortion clinic. More questions, but yeah. also yeah, why weren't we having this discussion before we got to Planned Parenthood? That's what I'm saying. Uh, like you should have cashed at that and figured it out. Like that should have been question. It. But yeah, um, one question. Also, I, I would be like, "Fuck recovery. you! It's my body. You can leave if you want to." Yeah, like you can literally. <laughs> no, 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 no. I really don't need you here at all. I was you're already really, gonna pay for this. You're already me and you is the reason why I'm here. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to be here for support, not yeah, for this. Not for all of this. arguments. You need so. to be like, after I take this, you want something to eat. <laughs> like that's it. So and if you, especially to me, especially if you're not going half on this bullshit, like if you're not going half on it, well, that's what he wants to do. He wants to go half. He wants her to use that medical expenses card. So her that medical expense or his his, his medical okay. expenses card because he's got an old expense that he's trying to use. Okay. 
and uh, she would, could just pay him her her fifty later. What? Why not? She doesn't want to do that. Why? Because she feels like he's trying to benefit from it somehow, like by using his medical what, expense. I guess I don't know what the benefit is, but she feels it's a net gain. She feels like he'll be able to use it like towards taxes at the end of the year. Like this will count because because that is how it works when you have a health insurance through a company. Yeah. Uh, what you pay on your medical expenses get written off for your taxes. So she feels like it this is going on, to attribute it to well, that. Well, to me, if, if you're already having those types of thoughts, then probably you should definitely end it. But at the same time, like, I mean, if if he is getting some type of gain at the end and, like, he's like, all right, babe, so I got this at my taxes, buy you Beyonce tickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't see the problem. Get you this manicure. Right, like, get you something, you make you feel better or whatever. But, like, I mean, I, I feel like that's a, a precipice of another fight they probably Yeah, that's had. what I'm trying to say. I was um, like, I feel like, the, the, I mean, this is a huge statement that you left out here and very information. <laughs> um, right. So if there is that much of an issue, I think you guys probably should look at stepping back. And I'm glad you're not having any children together. That is true. Very <laughs> true. The, re- the Reddit responses are hilarious. They're like, why are you talking about this at a Planned Parenthood? Like, <laughs> what's your problem? He wants to pay 50, you pay the other 50. What's the problem? What's happening? I know. Hysterical. Okay, so we also have, I just found out my boyfriend lied to me on many occasions with a girl he met or brand new relationship, which is from the man's perspective. His wife ran off. I, I want to hear the men's perspective. All right, let's get into it. Um... So this one is brand new relationship. My wife ran off last fall with her yoga teacher. Anyways, fuck her. <laughs> I started to date a woman in December through January. He mm-hmm. could have just said a month. Uh, she was lovely, but I wasn't ready. I put things on hold. I've mm-hmm. been doing therapy and working on myself. Good for you. Good, Good for you. We stayed in touch. The woman he was dating mm-hmm. December through January. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, so long. <laughs> okay, so she's always warm and they love the, he loves the exchanges. She's very supportive. We had our second first date last night, so now he's talking to her again. Mm-hmm. When was this posted? So we have oh, this was posted nine hours ago. So okay, mm-hmm. last night literally, it lasted twenty hours. All right, sir. We decided to date one another exclusively after this. Okay, I'm happy about this. Okay. I'm still not completely past the grief of my divorce. I don't care about my ex-wife, but the betrayal and deceit yeah. left me a little wobbly. I shared this with my new person, and she's understanding. She's been through it with her own ex-husband. I want to make sure I don't project my feelings towards my ex-wife onto my new relationship. Any advice is welcome. Um, I'm going to call you out on you saying you don't care about your ex-wife, but then going on to talk about how you feel betrayed and wobbly after your ex-wife. Clearly you I still feel, care. No, because I've, I've been in relationships and I didn't, like, I didn't want to be with the person anymore. But I just, the there's feeling a, of betrayal. There's a difference between I no longer want to be with this person and I don't care about this person. Care well, I, is like an, oh, I feel like that's an open verb because you care about how hurt you were by I, that person. No, I care about my own hurt, but like. But it's because of that person. Yeah, this person brought it on, yeah. to, on to me, but like, I don't care about like their well-being. I understand you care about the well-being, but you still care about the fact that this person hurt, hurt you. Of course. So there's still an but aspect of that person but I don't, you care But about. I don't need them to fix that. I think in order for you to move on, you have to admit that you do have feelings, negative feelings as they may be, about this person before you can fully move on and forgive. You, you, I, never felt like the, I never felt like he said that he didn't think he had any feelings towards the situation. I mean, you know, obviously he's in 
mm-hmm. therapy and everything. Like well, that. he's in therapy, but it's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But he's saying he doesn't want to project his negative feelings about his ex-wife onto his new relationship. So he understands, but he's still carrying that baggage with him. And he doesn't want it to be so, a part of the new thing. So what do you think? You think he should break up with him? I think he should. I think he should have taken it a lot slower than he did. I love. I love how he phrased it: December through January. Um, so a month. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I liked that he was like, we put it on hold. Like, okay, cool. Because clearly, you got out of a divorce. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say how long he was married to this lady. But I'm I'm gonna assume it was a little bit of time. Okay. But also the fact that he touches on the on the fact that he's he's gone through therapy and is working on himself mm-hmm. means that he's still he's still trying to navigate the space of being single. I feel, mm-hmm. but now he's exclusively dating this other woman after okay. having their second whatever. I mean, it's cool that he's seeing somebody, but I feel like he's still within that rebound range. Well, and is that really fair to the other person? I think it would be nice. To go to a, a, a therapy session together. Um, I'm all for group therapy. I think that's dope. <laughs> and so, I mean, if they if, if they even feel like it's something to worth investing in, like uh-huh. a relationship with one another, then I would say, hey, you know, maybe one of our dates could be, you know, a group therapy session on being betrayed. You know what I'm saying? By mm-hmm. a, a someone um, that you once loved and how you move on from that. You don't think it's a little soon? They just got back together. Yes. Nope. After their December through January situation. Nope. I feel like they're probably old enough to cut through all the bullshit and get right to the meat and the potatoes because... I don't think I, so. I mean, I mean, me personally... I disagree. Me personally, even... Even getting ready to probably leave my 20s, I'm just kind of like at the point where I'm like, I want to cut through all this bullshit of like, oh, fall off, fiddly D, holding hands in the park bullshit. And mm-hmm. I want to get to like, can we, are we going to be compatible? What problems do you have? What problems do I have? Will this work? No? Yes? Cool. Moving on. That's like, very I'm analytical. Not, That's nice. I'm I'm just telling you I'm telling you the truth like I'm Very not blueprint. That's where that's where I am. Like I think it's I think it's very young to sit there and just like play around and flit, you know, for a long time and until you finally you look up and it's been a year and you're like, "Oh shit, I have these problems." But you're at a stage because you know yourself that mm-hmm. this is what you want right now. You're mm-hmm. looking to settle, you're looking for marriage, you well, know, you're you're looking to, to progress beyond mm-hmm. just dating. Cool. He's mm-hmm. literally coming out of a committed... A marriage! He's coming out of but a how marriage. Long, but how long... What's the difference... What's the distance between now and the marriage? It doesn't say. Okay. He so. says last fall. So it's barely... It's barely been a year. Okay. So last fall... We'll say October. So October okay. is when all that went down. He started dating somebody in December, a cool two months afterwards. Mm-hmm. He rightfully says he wasn't ready yet, mm-hmm. so they put it on hold. So from January till June. So obviously he's gotten to the point where he felt like he was ready. Okay. Still, I feel like I feel like you need more time on your own before you jump into anything. I feel like people's timelines are different. I feel like some people get over things a little quicker than others. I agree, but clearly he's not over anything yet because he's still talking about the work he's doing. He's still talking about how he doesn't want to bring all of that negativity into this relationship. If he was good, if he was done with whatever, 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 he wouldn't even be touching on this. 
his worry is that he's going to bring in this negative aspect into this new relationship, which tells me he's not ready for this new relationship yet. He probably would be good with like just dating, like, like keeping it real relaxed and without mm -hmm. titles and without commitments. Mm -hmm. But that's not where he's going with this for some reason. And instead, he's he's diving into a fully another fully committed relationship. It hasn't even been a full year since his divorce. I guess I disagree. Okay. Um, I feel like, every, like I said, I feel like everyone's timeline is different. I feel like, I mean, he probably could. I, I guess I'm, I'm very conscious of like that whole idea of like being hurt, and like still not like I. I have been hurt myself, and I'm I'm not like harping over the idea that I'm hurt, but I'm conscious that I was hurt once in the past, mm -hmm. and you know some things might happen, and I I might be triggered. Okay, and I realize like, oh shoot, that's how I felt when such and such did such something to me. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, okay, well I'm I realize that about myself, and I feel like. It's very mature for the fact that you even know that you realize that like, okay, so if that happens, then this might trigger and I don't want to have that in my relationship at all. I wish it and said so, his age. I would give you the mature thing mm -hmm. if he was in his 20s mm -hmm. and, noticed, and noted this and that's mm -hmm. why he's trying to move forward. I feel like once you're out of your, once you have more experience dating period mm -hmm. in your life, I don't think it's no, any, any more mature to point out mm -hmm. A, uh, a flaw in yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's mature. I think that's you saying you, you can't blame me it? for this because this no or whatever. I, but I, or whatever. I, I guess I don't. I didn't get that from the phrasing. Okay. I that, like he. I think he's very a conscious of what he was like. You know, this happened to me, and I don't want to project it in my relationship. So this is something that I'm going to be working on on myself. And I feel like everyone is going to constantly be working on something themselves. In a relationship, outside of a relationship, as long as you're not in a space where you feel like you're going to hurt somebody physically. That's what I'm saying. I mean, well, not physically, but about. definitely emotionally. I feel like he is in that. I feel like he's in, in that space. Okay. It's been my. I didn't get that from the message. It's been my experience that when you mm -hmm. get out of something that, that wrecks you like that, mm -hmm. it's it, the, verb, the verbiage he uses on mm -hmm. this. You know, like, trying to be dismissive, but also still touching the fact that this person really, really hurt him. Mm -hmm. Tells me he's not out of that space yet mm -hmm. of really living for himself right now. I feel like him so, jumping into this relationship is to prove a point to this ex-wife of, like, fuck you, I can still be happy, and I'm going to move forward doing well, that. Well, do you feel like just because someone brings something up, does that mean that they're, like, not over it? Yes! You really think that? Yes. I, I do because not if think they, that. Because if they didn't care, it wouldn't come up. It I, wouldn't come up. I, I, I don't think that. I've, uh, but see, I'm the kind of person that I talk about everything. Okay. And so like, it, like if I'm talking about it. If I'm then, jumping into a romantic relationship with somebody mm -hmm. who tells me last fall, I was full on married to mm -hmm. somebody. They cheated on me and left me. Not only that, but we decided to get together back mm -hmm. the end of that year, like a cool two to three months after mm -hmm. all that happened and you told me then that we needed to take a break mm -hmm. and then we kept in touch or whatever and now you're coming back to me in june like okay let's make this let's make this a real thing mm -hmm. i'm gonna be real hesitant especially as fast as he's saying it like we've decided well, to date yeah, each other exclusively like it still hasn't been a it hasn't even been a full year 
And you also, because we've been talking to each other this whole time, mm-hmm. tells me he hasn't really been by himself in his thoughts on what everything that's gone on. I guess my, I, I, I'm so diff. I'm very different from like this whole idea of what you think yeah. people, you know, need to be at in order to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I am the kind of person like, if I'm talking about it, I'm good. Mm-hmm. If I'm not talking about it and mm-hmm. I'm just very quiet about the situation, mm-hmm. I'm still processing. And mm-hmm. that's a very dangerous space for me to be in. I mean, you can talk about it. I'm saying closure. No. I don't think this man has closure on his old relationship before starting his new one. But what about what about it said that to you? The, the fact, A, that he's worried that he's going to be projecting negative feelings about his ex-wife into his new relationship. That tells me he doesn't have closure of what's going on with his ex-wife. He hasn't resolved mm-hmm. his feelings about around that, which is fair. That's mm-hmm. a huge thing to have mm-hmm. somebody that you decided to marry betray you. That's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the wisest decision to now jump into this new relationship. The fact that you have that on your mind, the fact that you're worried you're going to be bringing that negative energy into this new relationship mm-hmm. tells me that you're not ready to start this new relationship. You're not ready to navigate this new space. Without bringing negativity into it. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like if you're talking, you're good. And the fact that they, that he's talking about a marriage tells me that these are grown people. That yeah, this, these aren't college these students. Are, these are grown adults. So as a grown-ass adult, you should know by now that you need the space to rec- to heal. You need but the space every, to but heal. Everybody doesn't need that much space, Joe. I think a lot of some people, people... Some people only need a... Uh, uh, an efficiency amount of space and some people need a mansion if i mean <laughs> i understand like, different strokes different folks mm-hmm. cool but in this guy's particular thing especially how he ends his whole thing with mm-hmm. i want to make sure i don't project my feelings mm-hmm. tells me that he's not he's not there whatever whatever his lane is to, i was to finish ma- he's still in it i guess i was mad i was mad young but like i had i was in a relationship with a guy and my best friend was sleeping with him uh-huh didn't know. Mm-hmm. I got into a relationship a few months later, mm-hmm. but I was good. Like I don't know what it was, I, but like I don't. I I kind of I cry it out uh-huh. really really hard. Okay. I pray. Okay. And I'm always Gucci. Okay. Like and that's you. I don't think this guy is okay. Gucci no, at no. all because he had to take the break. And now they're back at it, uh-huh. and he's still worried he's going to wreck it. He's still worried that this relationship is going to end because he's got these feelings about what happened with his ex-spouse. Okay. So nothing in here is telling me that he's Gucci or that he's mm-hmm. moved on from anything. He literally ends his paragraph by saying, I want to make sure I don't project negative or my feelings towards my ex-wife onto this new relationship. Okay. Well, y'all, please leave a message. <laughs> and let us know where you stand on the Reddit right. ratchetness. You know, how long does it take for you to recover from uh, a breakup or anything like that? Do you feel as though you need uh, a certain amount of time or space? Uh, is there is there a specific time or space that one needs to be able to um, move on and be able to be a whole person? Do you think there's a difference between breaking up from a boyfriend and a full-on divorce from a spouse? I mean, I feel, of course I feel there's a difference, but I... At the same time, like I guess I, I've seen so much divorce that I, mm-hmm. I I I know when people are like okay and when they're not, mm-hmm. and so see I can't I can't tell that of random strangers. There's no way I'd be able to know like oh mm-hmm. yeah you're good you mm-hmm. totally can move on to have a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. 
if, if this is what, if, well, this is a random stranger who's putting, like, if we got a customer who puts this information out like that, I'd mm-hmm. be like, I don't think you're ready for all of this. I'm not saying you have to be alone or mm-hmm. lonely, but I am saying that maybe you should cool it down just a little bit. You can continue seeing this person, but keep it casual. You don't have to be exclusive. And now we are together and boyfriend and girlfriend titles. And this is going to add more stress because now you're going to feel like, oh yeah, I should be moved on. I shouldn't still have these negative feelings about my ex-spouse because now I'm supposed to be happy. I mm-hmm. feel like you're setting yourself up. Okay. I guess you more questions and i mean i know a lot of people want to i know a lot of people say that like you know that happened whatever i'm done mm-hmm. it's been my experience that that never happens ever really? you say you're done or you make the decision that you want to be done but you still are dealing with lingering baggage yikes so thank god i like because and i think it depends on the personality of the person mm-hmm. i'm also a person that like somebody will do me something and I can forgive really easily mm-hmm. because I just really like to let go of things because mm-hmm. I don't like to hold on to them because they, you know, they wait on me. I mm-hmm. get really emotional. Mm-hmm. Somebody just told me the other day in church that like some kids were acting crazy and they made a visitor leave because they were just so crazy acting. Mm-hmm. And the lady was telling me a story and I was bawling crying when she was telling uh-huh. me a story. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't I can't hold on to that kind mm-hmm. of stuff because really, forgiveness is really for me mm-hmm. because I will go nuts. I'll be crying all the time. But it's because you know yourself. You know the limitations yeah. and whatnot. I don't see I you putting up this. T- I don't even think you would put this up as a, as a question for, for advice at all. Probably but not. this particular guy, I don't think he's equipped. I don't think he's as equipped as you are to let go like that. I, and I'm not saying that, like, my method is the best method or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just because of who I am. Because I, when I when I hear people's stories, I'm the kind of person that watches YouTube videos of, like, you know, soldiers coming back home and mm-hmm. it's just crying. And that's what I do, like, when I get off of work every now and again. <laughs> so that I can start to and, and continue to have sympathy for these people. Those are, those are the <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I have to do those. I do those types of things. You know what I'm saying? Versus, mm-hmm. and, and when I, and like, my mother is another person who cannot forget. Mm-hmm. She's one of those people that takes takes a very long time for her to get over something. Mm-hmm. Versus me, I'm just kind of like, my mom could do me something, and I'd be like, oh, I hate you right now. <laughs> and then I could go to the bathroom and pee, and then, like, I'm straight. Right, okay. And that's good, that's good. But I don't think this guy is okay. there yet. Okay. I don't think he's there yet. And if this girl wants to stay with him till he can get there, cool. But I think a good way to not project any negativity into your new relationship mm-hmm. is not to be in that relationship. Right. No, I get or at least not call it that just yet. Keep it as casual as you want it to be. It, it really sounds like it's too soon for you to be like, and now I'm in a new committed situation. It hasn't even been a year. It hasn't even been a year from a divorce. Mm-hmm. So. Well, please, yeah. guys, make sure you let us know um, in the messages what you think. What do you think? Yes. Also, let me know what you want to hear from these Reddit ratchet Yeah. Do you want us to move on from relationship advice? Do you want me to go back and talk about all this, all the ridiculous sex stuff that was Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what I really want to get into because that roast beef pussy thing was hilarious. That was hysterical. Yes. But all right. All right. So that's going to wrap it up then. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 
So thank you for listening to the POC Podcast. As always, you can find us on our website, Twitter, or mm-hmm. Instagram, all under the POC, POC Podcast. Podcast. We've got the Facebook page that we don't check. But we no. also have an email that we do check. Yes. That is the POC Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And where can they also find you, Shay? They can find me at Shay Cherie Show on Instagram, YouTube, and Snapchat. Yay! Okay? So check me out over there, guys. My Instagram is pretty active. So. Yay! Hey. You know, say say what's up, say hey. Say hey. <laughs> All right, and I am the Curvy Geeky Fangirl, mm-hmm. aka Joe, and you can find me at my website, mm-hmm. curvygeekyfangirl.com. Right. I'm still a contributor over at Fanbro. Shout out to Fanbro, specifically Tatiana King, who checked in with me over the emails just to, just to see how I'm doing as a person. I appreciate Yay. you, boo. That's really nice. Uh, but I've got uh, articles that go out over there all the time. So check them out. Of course, I'm more active on Twitter than I am anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, And that's still under Curvy Geeky Fangirl as well. So that's going to wrap it up. I hope you guys have a good week. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. I think it cut out way before then. Oh, no.